so here we are again covering another uh i'd say shitty godzilla flick but in once again having eric on the show which is happy to have you back there's only one shitty godzilla flick and we watched it last time yeah that's that is fair uh eric did you see this in the theaters yes oh boy (laughs) yes and i had and i was big on watching mtv at the time and um the two song the two most notable songs on the soundtrack those were played a bajillion times on MTV. Yeah, back in the day, I could believe that. I I didn't get a I didn't get far into the movie uh, up front, guys. But well, not up far in the movie. Four nine minutes left. But did is 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 Godzilla by the Blue Oyster Cult played at all? Because I was listening the whole time. I thought there might have been. I can't. Re- I I did not rewatch for this rewatch. Um, so I haven't seen the movie in maybe eight or ten months. Mm, okay. Myself. I watched it and I, I certainly didn't detect it anywhere. I noticed a weird cashmere, um, I guess, sampling. Really? The Led Zeppelin song Cashmere. Yeah, it, it pops up a couple times, but I guess we'll get into it. I bet you, though, it's in the closing credits. I'm, I bet you. Yeah, it, it opens the closing credits. Oh, the Blue Oyster Cult one? Yes, yes. I'm just guessing. I didn't hear it, but I didn't. I didn't finish them. I guess we'll see, but we'll find out. Okay, everybody, timestamp zero. Find your legally, illegally purchased whatever VHS. I don't know if this came out in Laserdisc or Betamax. Your VHS has put it in there and whatnot. Get to timestamp zero. And obviously, there's probably going to be a bunch of stuff coming beforehand or whatnot. Everybody, please press play right now. I'm sure it came out on Laserdisc. Betamax, I don't know about that. Maybe in Japan only or something. I don't know if Japan will want this. 98? You think they would have put this out? Say that again? The question? You think it would have made it to Laserdisc in 98? Yeah, because... because I mean, those were the waiting days, but it was still... You know... Well, that was barely one or two years into DVD, and so Laserdisc was still somewhat, you know, existent. The DVD kicked it off in 95. Uh, in, in the United States, in regular retail stores... It was at the very end of 96, very beginning of 97. I was there. I worked in the electronics mm. section at that time. Oh, that's fair. Fried films. I don't remember yeah, Roland that. Emmerich film. I don't... So, oh, I, I know one of you was watching a streaming on Netflix, and what's the other source for you, Caleb? I'm watching on Netflix, too. I was I rewatched it on my old DVD, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to see it in HD. Oh, the DVD... Well, no, I don't have the DVD. But I'm sure it looks terrible because... Um, yes, it does. <laughs> well, so I have the brand new 4K whatever. And because I wanted to see some of the special features, which is only like two or three, uh, it came with the original Blu-ray, which came out around 2010 or something. Uh, and the Blu-ray itself just seems so old school. seems so 10, 11 years ago. Um, <laughs> of course. Menus and like... It's little, uh, it's little not trailers, but it's little commercials for other Blu-ray related products. Um, and then when you watch the special features on the Blu-ray, I think they they took the special features from the DVD and brought them over to the Blu-ray, and it, it was looking pretty rough. Yeah, there, there was like nothing on my DVD. I think it's even called like the Ultimate Edition or something or Monster Edition. Sure. There's like nothing on it. But not even a director commentary. I was choked on the new 4K edition. The open the, what we're seeing right now 
it looks as good as it could possibly look. It looks insanely good. I can believe that. I can honestly believe that. And I, might I say, I I don't know why I could be, I enjoyed this opening, like this part yeah. itself. It's okay. It's okay. I like a good montage. It reminds me a bit of the uh, was it twenty fourteen Godzilla? Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. Although that one's better, but it's kind of the same concept. Oh, there we go, David Arnold. What else did David Arnold do, Caleb? Yeah, David Arnold. I mean, he was a big Bond guy at this time. I guess he was a Bond guy for a while after after this. But yeah, I did all the Pierce Brosnan ones in the first two Craig films. Yeah, he did a bunch of stuff. I can't remember what they all are at this time, but he was working with Emmerich, I know. He did a bunch of stuff, but and I liked it at the time, not as it pertains to Godzilla, as it pertains to Bond, his, his scores. But they're Ooh. so of that time. <laughs> And they all mm-hmm. sound very, very similar to each other. Yeah. I remember Casino Royale being some better work from him, but for the Brosnan stuff. Or... It was, but it was still... It got so much better when they switched up to... I forget who they switched to in Skyfall. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, focus on the eggs here, so, of course, because that's going to... So my question is... Yeah, it is. My question is, was that the French testing the new the nukes or is that just the united states yeah i believe it's the french uh, i that's an aspect of this film i really don't understand is the whole like french secret service part well, but i guess we'll get into it but. i don't know maybe roland emmerich had like a buddy in france who was like can you put like the french in this movie it's like sure why not yeah it's almost well, like a weird like he, he didn't want oh go ahead no i feel like it has something to do were there mentions of the French, like in the original Godzilla movie, the original Toho? Uh, oh, I certainly don't recall. See, I'm but... trying to remember. I'm trying to remember because, and I don't know if I'm mixing remembering the original movie and then mixing real history because the French were doing a lot of things in the 1950s, like around the time the first Godzilla movie came out. They were doing a lot of things up in Asia, so I feel like that's where the connection well... would have come from. Well, that makes sense why they're in, was it Lao in, in uh, Apocalypse Now? Yeah, absolutely. Because the the actual Vietnam conflict, the roots of it started before the United States ever got involved between the French oh, yeah. and, and all that. Yep. Yeah, it's a, I still love that scene, even if I think it kind of messed with the flow. I still love that French plantation scene. Whichever edition you're watching, of course. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, but anyway, gosh. enough of that film, uh, that that good film, this film. Oh, wait, this guy who raises up right here, there, that guy. Seen that guy all over the place. Yeah, Mr. Die Hard himself. Yeah, I and think. Bill Ted's Excellent Adventure. I always know Big Trump that guy China. and probably one of the other. Yeah, exactly. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's right. Big Trouble in China. He was also in a um, a Red Brown movie with Lou Ferrigno <laughs> in it, I believe. <laughs> And he played Genghis Kong with Bill and Ted. I always remember him from that. Oh, my. And jump cut to... Yeah, here we go. Singing in the Rain. This always makes you think of um, <laughs> A Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. I, was, I first thought I was Singing in the Rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the one I should go to, but... <laughs> no, but you're right. I guess not. I just saw Clockwork Orange like five or six weeks ago. Yeah, I gotta go back to that. Do they have a 4K release of that yet? Negative, but they should this year because this holiday season, because this is the 50th anniversary of that movie. 
I guess it is. It is. I yeah. And Chernobyl. Ugh. I just recently watched um <laughs> Return of the HBO Living Series? Dead. Oh, never mind. Oh, I did watch that. That was great. But I watched Return of the Living Dead Necropolis recently, which is all about Chernobyl. What a piece of shit. Oof. <laughs> Why did I waste my time? Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> oh, but the Chernobyl series is super good. And um I had a I had a this was a Godzilla connection um to the HBO series, or in my mind there is. Oh, okay. Yeah. The very opening of the HBO series Chernobyl, uh, it shows like a guy who's with his wife in their little apartment, um, and then there's an explosion in the distance, and it's very similar to the way the original Godzilla movie starts off. Um, or wait, I don't know if it's the original Godzilla or maybe it's another Godzilla, a classic movie, but <laughs> it starts off almost exactly the same. I think it is the original. I think it is the original, or a soldier or sailor. Yeah, I think there's like a soldier or sailor with like his his significant other and then he has to go somewhere because there was just like an explosion or something or some catastrophe. But I felt like it was a direct reference that the HBO series was doing because it was too similar. Mm. Yeah, it was a great series. I really enjoyed that. So this guy we're seeing here, um, he I've seen him in many, many different things. Redhead? Yeah. I didn't know he was red, but he's grayer in the in the day. Yeah, he yeah yeah he's a character actor. Yeah, he was like a general, like in the first Transformers. That's movie. exactly what I was gonna say, and I wonder, was he ever just in the army? I probably should look this up. <laughs> that I do not know, but but yeah, he's been cast in a million things. Yeah, and once I saw him, I couldn't help my mind or started thinking of oh, what if this movie is like Transformers? 2007 excuse me and it kind of is honestly it, it sort of is yeah michael bay definitely kind of goes in the vein of emmerich since i guess emmerich predates him but they he does but that very flashy i think michael bay's quick cuts better i mean they have similar styles but I, I would take michael bay over emmerich i would agree michael bay is better but michael bay's got more of an annoying sense of humor they both have a weird sense of humor but bay is just more kind of yeah, and newer Bay is not great, but but Prime Bray, Bay, or when he was in his prime of movies, that, that was good stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, don't uh, don't don't uh, ask Caleb about Bad Boys or else. Oof. Yeah, I can't stand Bad Boys. I thought the well, I haven't seen it since, but I thought the original Bad Boys was pretty good at the time. But I had completely different standards on movies in general. That's fair. I always like The Rock. I always got to give him that. No, but The Rock is good. And then Armageddon I thought was dumb when it came out, but I, I retroactively grew to like it and appreciate it. I liked it at the time, and my appreciation waned the more I watched it. <laughs> so kind of the opposite there. But This movie has, let's see, on 4.5 on IMDb, 15% Rotten Tomatoes, and 32 on Metacritic. Or 32 on Metacritic. 4.5? isn't that, Yeah, that's really, really low, right, for IMDb. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, among Godzilla fans, I mean, this is the bottom of the barrel for a lot of folks. Unless people grew up with it, but for a lot of Godzilla fans, they kind of take the piss out of this. I mean, it's understandable, but it's, it's not... one of the reasons I haven't gone back to it, but... It's, it's not a great movie, but it's not the worst of the worst. Yeah, on a rewatch, there's lots of really cool moments. I just think it's super bloated. Like, it did not need to be two hours and 20 minutes. Like, I started to get real bored. 
after a while. But but it also so feels like the summer blockbusters of of like this five year window of, of summer blockbusters. They all had this very samey feeling, bloatedness, and everything excess. Yeah, it's not a not a particular favorite period of film. Like I always think of the the summer blockbusters of this time period, late nineties. They were because you know Spielberg. You guys all know, like he started the whole summer yep. blockbuster thing. And I've always thought of this time in movies, late nineties, as being like the end of that era. So this is like the Spielbergian formula taken to its ultra extreme. Uh, not just this movie, but I mean all the ones that came out like at this time. It's a paw print. Yeah, this feels very Jurassic Park, but more the sequel even. This movie really reminds me of The Lost World, like a ton. And not in a good way, because I think that movie's awful too. But <laughs> Well, that movie's, again, it's a much it's much better than this movie. Um, it's definitely better than this, but it's still, for me, just... It, I think it's the worst of the Jurassic Park movies. Um... Okay, I, like everyone, always thought the third was the worst, but now I can see why it's not nearly as bad as I thought it was, the third Jurassic Park. But mm-hmm. the second, it's not great, and it is overbloated and too long, but it still has all the technical cool. prowess and setup, I mean setup visually, um, of a Spielberg type of movie. Yeah, it feels so lifeless, though. Like, he was, like, completely not there when he was filming it. It's so weird. I'll see this guy here, the sneezing scientist. Who was in the animated series. Yeah, he's so annoying in the animated series. I started rewatching some of that prior to this, and that was my least... Who's filming this, by the way? His little uh, Gojira interaction. Who's filming this? <laughs> I don't wonder, what was, with the, what was up with the lighter? Is that like supposed to react to tell somebody's know. radioactive or it's like, he's going to like torture this guy? Like what's going on here? John Renault. <laughs> or is it like a hypnosis device? This is kind of a cool shot here. You know, it's all right. Seeing the footprints. Yeah. If you're watching the 4k edition, um, when it shifts between scenes and shots, there's a wide variety. Like there's some that look very detailed you know, and really great. And then there's some that look really um, washed out and grainy. It's like wide variety, uh, hmm. but I can still appreciate all of it. I, I I'm a sucker for seeing something uh, in its best representation, uh, picture quality wise. Yeah, I, I can definitely relate on that. But Sometimes when it's a movie like this where the CGI... I mean, does the CGI look better in 4K or does it break down even more? Um, let's see when we get to the, uh, the the creature scene specifically. But I can say, sure. I, as I mentioned, I don't know if it's on, the, on this podcast recording or not, but when you watch it on the DVD special features, the, the CGI oh. looks much worse. Much, much, much worse on that than it does on this. Mm. Hey, what a sleaze bag here! What are you doing, man? Yeah, this guy is sleazy. He's in the special features. I, I forgot he was in the movie. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. How dare you, Ken Brockman? He narrates like the little. That's a silly special feature. <laughs> yeah, he narrates it. And but he's from 
he's the guy from uh, Spinal Tap, right? Oh, is he in that? Pretty sure. And all those Christopher Guest movies. Oh, well, that's that's one of the Simpsons actors. Yeah, one of the Simpsons. Yeah, that's a big thing with this movie. There's a weird Simpsons connection. Yeah, there's like three Simpsons characters in this, or actors in this, excuse me. He looks like a Simpsons character. He does. <laughs> Just like the shape of his face. Oh, here's a bit of humor here. Oh, he's too short. Oh. And then oh. that. You got gum on your face. <laughs> with the music, too, with the very uh, uh, whimsical. Yeah, she's also super annoying in the animated series, by the way. I don't. Is that the actual, like, does the actor return for her role or? No, she doesn't, but the other guy does return. Yeah. And um, what's the, there's that military guy too um, that we see later. Oh, you mean Sam Witwicky's dad? Yeah, Witwicky's dad. Yeah, Kevin Dunn, I think his name is. Yeah. But he also comes back for the animated series. Wow. Interesting. I don't think you want to watch the animated series. Not really. I'm sure I'll hate it, but. It's okay. It's okay, but um, Whoa. Okay, watching then. it in really quick succession, succession like I did makes it really repetitive. I was watching like <laughs> three episodes a day. I was like, oh, I shouldn't have been doing that. She never said that to me. Those are some 90s glasses she's wearing. The other <clears throat> very minute thing that I'm probably one of the few people who notices when you watch like a Nora, newer restoration or whatever you want to call it of this like bless you thank you um but like in the opening credits or anytime they show any captions on the screen like when they say the location or whatever um i can tell they were remade probably circa 2019 2018 um just the captions oh weird so they look i've noticed that in other movies too when you watch when you get like the new disc version or whatever so it's weird because they are as pristine and brand new as 2018, 2019, but they're superimposed onto what you're watching. So yeah, interesting. That's strange. Hmm. Didn't realize they were doing stuff like that. Is this a set or a model? It looks like a set. I don't know, but when they do the uh, the long shot, it, it looks like a a poorly uh, I don't know what what the term is Rose matted. Uh, yeah, matted. Yeah. Yeah, here's old John Renault. Yeah, it looked a little uh, CG there. Yeah, probably the best thing in this movie. I always liked John Renault. He had a really fun attitude to him, but in this movie, just the humor that they give him, I find him kind of, kind of grating a little bit. Hey, man, he just wants French, like, uh, like legit French oh, coffee. That's all he wants. That's so. That's so lame. <laughs> so lame. Anyway. It'd be okay if they only hit it like once, but that's like his only thing in this movie is he's obsessed with coffee, in particular French coffee. So uh, I don't and know. also wants a croissant. <laughs> yeah. Grody. And this movie also came out when Matthew Broderick was still like in his vampire phase. I mean, like he was one of those ageless actors who could not age. Oh, oh I see. Yeah, he was still like in his Peter Pan phase. I was like, he wasn't in Lost Boys, was he? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, or what was another what was a vampire movie this time? Uh, um, like Embrace of the Vampire. Oh, the big one was uh, Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was a little while before those. From Dust Till like, Dawn. Like four years before this, Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, but that movie, you know, was wacky. Vampire in Brooklyn. Never saw that. <laughs> no, but Interview with the Vampire was huge. The movie version. Oh yeah, really big deal at the time. Queen of the Damned? We got more sharks. Came out around the time of this. 
Oh yeah, Queen of the Damned. I think that was two thousands. I thought. Ooh, that was bad. I did not like. It that would have one. been around ninety eight, ninety nine. Oh, Blade. Blade came out. Oh, Blade. Blade came out the year before this one. That was the big one. Even though I wasn't as into it as everybody else was, but. Yeah, I guess that was kind of a blockbuster in a way. I since I always said it was really don't like late nineties uh, blockbusters, but that was one I liked. Yeah, there, there's a few good ones, but yeah, I generally don't like them either. Like for instance, um, you know, before this he had done uh I was gonna call it Interstellar, Independence Day. And that yeah. was wildly popular, and I just I didn't get it. I mean I, I didn't think it was a bad movie. I just didn't get why everyone was going nuts over it that summer. Yeah, that's another one that I thought was just ruined by his sense of humor. It's just so I don't know what, but oof. But Stargate is a thing that we've seen a lot of Godzilla. I did love Stargate. Stargate's okay. That was was great. He did Stargate? Did you hear that he's remaking it? I heard something. Yeah, he's remaking it now. Wait, Roland Emmerich is remaking Stargate. Yeah, he's remaking it. I guess he always felt dissatisfied with it because he thought that he never had the budget right and the script didn't quite come together the way he wanted. So he's been uh, threatening for years to uh, (laughs) go back to it. What was the last movie he did, or at least the most recent movie he did, excuse me? Oh, it was, I think it was, like, maybe a Pearl Harbor type thing? Maybe not Pearl Harbor. Did let, let, me, let me take a look. I know what movie you're talking about, but... I think it was called Midway. Mid. Oh, wait. I know the movie Midway, but... I thought that was Pearl Harbor he related. He didn't do that, did he? I thought he did. Let me see. I could be wrong. Yep, he did. 2019. Wow, I didn't know Midway. that. Because I was actually going to try to see that. Yeah, I stayed away once I saw his name attached. But <laughs> I heard people say it was okay. But no, I heard it was okay. I heard it was like yeah. a more traditional type of war. I mean, it is what it is. Like you know, does model? I think. No, I, I couldn't quite tell. There's a couple of cool model shots in this later on with the city destruction. But all right, there's Kevin Dunn. Yeah, and for whatever reason, I just don't buy him as a military type of person. I see him more as a frumpy dad, and um, I guess frumpy's a little mean, but <laughs> kind of a weird dad. You just can't get past the whole, you know, Sam Woodwicky's dad. Exactly, yeah, I just I can't get him out of that role. <laughs> yeah, and this lady here with the glasses, I really recognize her from something, but I didn't look her up, but she looks really familiar. Uh, look her up now, please? <laughs> just cause... Yeah, I'm going to take a look. Yeah, Vicky Lewis is her name. Oh, Mouse Hunt. Maybe that's what I know her from. Oh, she was in that, eh? Yeah, old Gore Verbinski, my buddy. Oh, wow, and uh, News Radio. Looks like she was in the whole show. Huh. Maybe I, maybe I saw her in that. I used to like News Radio. Yeah, and, and prep for this film, I actually went back and watched War Games, which I hadn't seen since... I don't know how long. But yeah, Matthew Broderick, he used to be pretty charming back in the day. I don't really know what happened to his career, but I guess he went to TV. That was another great movie from my childhood that I saw many times back then and almost never really understood what was going on or what the plot was <laughs> as a child. As a child, but I saw it many times. 
The city never sleeps. I thought that was a weird um, thing to put on there. I don't know why. Well, yeah, now I'm not calling it Godzilla 98. I'm calling it either Godzilla, uh, the city that never sleeps, or Godzilla takes Manhattan. That's what they should have called it. So why is this movie so bad? I mean, from a Godzilla point of view, is it because of how Americanized and how different it is? And is that it? Or is there other just the movies ostensibly bad? Well, for me, I just feel like one, it's way too long. Two, I don't like any of the characters at all. I think they're all kind of annoying movie characters. And yeah, then for like, I don't know, like half an hour, it turns into not even a Godzilla movie. It just turns into a Jurassic Park ripoff, which I guess, Isaac, you haven't seen that part yet. <laughs> but so it just feels really um, like not a Godzilla movie at all to me. Oh, you mean when they're in Madison Square Garden? Yeah. Did you did you get to that? Part? No, I, I saw that stuff. Yeah, I saw that part. Oh, okay. I, sure. I didn't see them bombing the site yet. So from orbit see in retrospect of seeing the movie in modern times and seeing some godzilla movies because obviously i had never seen any godzilla movies when i saw this movie I, you know what? this might be the first godzilla movie i ever saw in my life could be oh, wow. but anyway um but retroactively thinking about it all in a weird way like the human characters and like you're saying you're not really connected with any of them and they're kind of ridiculous no one really stands out in them in a weird way, I don't know if it was intentional or not, it really feels like the American version of the human characters oftentimes when I watch the classic Godzilla movies. I was going to say the same thing. Like they feel like American equivalents in terms of acting mm. and character depth and character arc and character motivation. They really feel like American analogs of that to me. I don't know if there's like a Dr. Sirozawa or the paleontologist doctor. I forget his name, but I don't remember. Yeah. I don't think there either of those two characters exists in here because there's nobody that says, okay, as nineties as this sounds. And you know, they did this. They already did this in his previous movie, independence day, but there was nobody that said, Oh, what if we like save Godzilla? And they're, okay. you know, well, in the original, you know, movie, Georgia, 1954, there was that, you know, the scientists wanted Godzilla to, you know, remain alive so they could study him, but he was at odds because it's like, he's still killing my, my city. It's like, I can't, I can't allow this. So he was conflicted and there's nobody here that wants that. And I'm not well, saying that that's wrong or I don't think it's missing, but I, I have to agree with Eric is that I, when I went into this, I was thinking I had the movie in my mind, the original movie in my mind. And I kind of almost saw similarities as to what Eric's saying. I almost see what he's talking about. I, I see what you're saying. Go ahead. Yeah, when I said analog, I didn't mean like direct. You could switch out all the characters for another one. Yeah, of course. But just how like there's like the lack of depth and lack of connection you have with them. And everything seems superficial that they're concerned with. By the way, this is the scene that was shown a thousand million times in the trailers. Um, and we probably, those of us who were going to the movies a lot at the time, probably saw this thousand times yeah, leading the up to the jaws the showing up jaws moment yeah i guess so that also seemed like the guy was matted in the background or at least they switched well, it up a bit this is kind of a cool show with all the boats stuck on him i always like that yeah that's i like that as well i was like okay that's an interesting idea of him like having debris stuck in him that's probably i think the only time we hear the roar proper other than a few other times i think yeah, we hear it clipped off sometimes, but that was the only time we hear it fully, I think. Yeah. And all the fish, there's tons of fish in this movie for whatever reason, but... 
Uh, somebody's got a fish fetish. I don't know. Maybe yeah. Or Roland Emmerich has a fish fetish. Like uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino has a foot fetish. Yeah, we have all these disaster moments where we cut to random people all the time. That's a big thing. I remember in disaster movies from this period. I, do, you, do you do you find it you know kind of gimmicky or unnecessary? Cause... No, it, it it just reminds me of those other films okay. like that. Because all yeah, like Eric was saying, a lot of these movies all have the same kind of vibe, and they're all shot very similarly. And uh, I don't know, I just I have a bias. Some of these opening shots reminded me of uh, one of the first blockbusters. I I mean, these types of movies that I remember from that time that had some CGI, but not a lot. Because uh, I feel like this little era was started with uh, with Twister. Have you guys seen that one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I meant to bring that one up, but I was like, nah, I don't need to. So yeah, Twister. <laughs> that was, it came out at the right time and it's like a modest budget movie. And I was in high school at the time and like, we all loved it. Like, I mean, you know, it was, and it has a little bit of CGI. I very much was thinking of the cow um, scene. And I was just thinking like, so me and my friends would have seen that movie and we all pretty much liked Twister. And then, this is just like Twister, but just doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on all the mayhem and CGI and everything. So I'm going to pose this question here. Could there be a cut? Could somebody edit together this movie where you never see Godzilla and would it still be effective or would it still be a good movie? That's the question. Also, that's supposed to be Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. yeah. By the way, that shot of the guy running. And you turn around, and you see the foot fall in front of him. Yep, I'm pretty sure they do that shot exactly in um, the second Jurassic Park film. Okay, Barney in the background. Ha ha ha! So funny. Yeah, I noticed oh, that too. God, yeah. Talk about dating it instantly. <laughs> God, I always hated Barney. It always scared me. I hate those big. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you can totally tell that it's her too. The voice is just instantly distinct. Yeah. Come on, Kent Brockman, just look behind you. Or Ned Flanders. But here's the thing. You know, this goofy humor um, in this movie, and you talk, talked about it, how it is in some other movies by Michael Bay or whoever. Um, that's how I always kind of felt about the Raimi Spider-Man movies. And I get that's like Raimi's mm-hmm. thing. Um, and I don't know. I like those movies, but a lot of the humor kind of bumps me and it always felt like it didn't bump other people or other people thought that that goofy humor in the Spider-Man movies was charming, at least in the first two. I liked in the first one, the second one, it starts to get grading too, but yeah, it's definitely there. It was just a thing. Now everything has like kind of the Marvel sense of humor, I feel, but at this time it was that really kind of, I don't know, what what to call it kind of humor just really obvious and 90s ironic humor maybe i don't know yeah but it was it, that that stuff would be crowd pleasing when you'd be in the theater whether it was for spider-man or for this like people would just like laugh out loud at that kind of stuff like if they recognize barney or something they just like all these kind of gags kind of work when you have a packed theater of just regular people quote unquote Hey, I mean, when I was at the lighthouse, people were cracking up the whole movie at all the farts. Hey, you can't call, you can't say that nowadays. But then I also thought the original Transformer movie, I thought it was GD hilarious. Um, oh, Transformers? The first 10 times I saw it. 
I thought all the jokes were funny, practically. And I thought, um, what's his name was the funniest ever. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, here we go. There's another joke. A little visual gag. Yeah, that movie's not... I don't think the humor's terrible in the first Transformers. It's okay. But the sequel, I find so grating yes it gets unwieldy in in the sequels for sure but it was okay for me in the first the jokes just come like a mile a minute here just every scene's a joke like even there was another little buster keaton visual gag i mean they're just they never stop oh huh so i just realized this movie has something similar with 2014 it's that it both has rain Except, yeah, I think this is fake rain. Maybe it certainly looks like it. But yeah, if you're saying did it actually rain when they were shooting, then no, I would go with no. <laughs> that kind of looks like it is there, though. I know for a fact that Elizabeth Olsen has stated that when they filmed here, uh, 2014, uh, she had to stand out in what was it, the cold Vancouver rain. So I'm like, oh, okay, there you go, there you go. So there was, they actually did film when it was, and I think I, I do remember the scene that she was talking about. Then it, yes, it was cold, wet and rainy there. But anyway, you know what this doesn't, I mean, as far as I'm aware, do you know what it doesn't have? Uh, it doesn't have any moment of, of not clarity, but of destruction or at least surveying destruction around the land. And I don't say feeling bad, but was it, um, kind of just taking in all of the destruction feeling, you know, like, Oh, what's going on here. And in the original, you know, they had that scene with all the, the children singing. I know that may have like come across as a little go- gimmicky and goofy nowadays, but it, it worked. I mean, that was a different story and trying to uplift yeah. the morale. That soldier right there. He was the, uh, the token gay tenant in uh, the series Melrose place spinoff of nine Oh two and Oh, really? That, yes. That's not the guy from uh, starship troopers. Is it? I don't think so. I don't think he's in no. The if you're thinking of the lead, no, he's not. Okay, yeah, they look similar. Yeah, I was gonna say this is a uh, pre nine eleven, so they can just kind of do wanton destruction, and nobody thinks about it. It's all just kind of fun. They they say about the whole like you know the the World Trade Center bombing, and I'm like, what? Oh, right, the seventies when that when that uh, incident happened in the seventies. I thought they're talking about the nineties one, the early nineties. Oh, maybe not. Sorry, I thought there was a seventies bombing of the world trade center i could be wrong because i think they mentioned like a car bomb in it isn't that what happened in i think it was early 90s. it was a car bomb i can't remember when that happened but it was like in the parking garage and it didn't didn't wreck anything so to speak but yeah I think a couple people died but yeah it was it was like a big failure on their part yeah whoever yeah. did it right whoa you can't say that that's a that's a racial slur holy smokes hey i missed you know, it's it. late 90s you know <laughs> Uh, it was it's just an it's a it's the equivalent of the n word for Italians. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm not going any further with that one. Uh, Caleb, yes, what? Hank, did, go oh, ahead. I was gonna say Hank Azaria here. Did he have a career? Because yes. I only think of him as the Simpsons guy. I believe but... he did. Yeah. No, he did already. He w- he got notoriety. I want to say in movies prior to this. In the movie Birdcage with Robin Williams. Oh, Birdcage. I'm pretty sure all the Simpsons actors themselves oh. did uh, have other like movie crew. Because I know Dan Castellaneta was on one episode of Married with Children. Well, I mean, is that really having a career? I mean, Married with Children. 
There was a short-lived sitcom on Fox where it had like two or three seasons. It was called Herman's Head, and it had Lisa being herself. I don't know if you remember the show Herman's Head. <laughs> it was a sitcom, but it was like the Pixar movie Inside Out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Lisa was one of the voices like inside the head. Huh, I don't think I know that. In one of the in one of the reviews of Inside Out, I remember somebody talking about that. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right." Yeah, that's a really good concept of a show. I wish I would have watched it more at the time. But anyway, Caleb, who is the uh, this lead uh, woman here? You know, the the, uh, the ex girlfriend oh, of Matthew Broderick's character. What else has she been in, if I may ask? I don't think she's been in much, and okay. I'll just say I think she's pretty pretty bad in this. I mean. Okay. I'll take a I'll take a scroll through IMDb, but <laughs> she's a scroll. What the hey? That changes this movie. <laughs> no, she's not convincing enough to be a to be a scroll. You know her her acting's too poor. Maybe that's she, a little mean. I, <laughs> I I cannot stop and just hear Kent Brockman talking here. It's insane. Yeah, I just go right back to the Simpsons. Yep. Oh, weird. Apparently, she was in Natural Born Killers, although I don't remember the character. Oh. True Romance. I don't remember the character there either. Chaplin. It looks like her career only really existed in the the nineties. Yeah, fair enough, eh? Thanks. Yeah, kind of stopped after a while. And I mean, fair enough. I really do think she's like the weak link in this among the cast. Well, yeah, there's things that her character does that's. Uh... I won't say unforgivable, but it's questionable why there was no um, there were no consequences to her actions. But that's just me. Yeah, none at all. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about the whole Mayor Ebert thing? That's kind of a, I guess, Sith goal. So he's he's Ebert, and then his friend is or not his friend, but his advisor is like is Gene. Yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I see what you did there, Emmerich. Yeah, that's just a kind of sense of humor that I just don't I don't get. <laughs> Lots of weird visual gags. So when the internet was like a new thing that everybody had, like when it became commonplace, you know, and yep. I feel like I was like everybody else at the time trying to figure out what to do with it, um, the internet. And basically the first thing I figured out and what I basically used it for for the first two or three years was I would just read Ebert reviews forever. Um, that's all. Cause I didn't know what else to do with the internet because everything else just seemed <laughs> like a, like a, um, I don't know. What's the word? Like a gimmick. Like the early websites and things. Like you know, there wasn't anything of substance. Oh, here's Cashmere, by the way. Just playing in the background. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that's Cashmere. Okay. Yeah. Nice. She's a very... So we were talking about the blonde earlier. Is that who we were talking about? Yep. When we were saying... Like, yep. She's like a... She's like a Naomi Watts stand-in. She looks like you're absolutely right, Eric. She looks like Naomi Naomi Watts. Yeah, yeah, but with none of the range. I mean, I think her deliveries are just so. She seems like she has no clue what she's doing. I think, but even though she is like a damsel in the movie, I love Naomi Watts and uh, the King Kong, the Peter Jackson. Yeah, she's great in that. She's great in a lot of stuff. I always felt like she didn't have the career that she should have. Now here's the first of the coffee uh, gags. Man, old magnetic tape reels. When did they finally <laughs> put an end to that? I feel like it was already ended at the time of this movie. They were just putting it in for a visual. Probably. I feel like we see them in Mission Impossible, too. So I guess in the late 90s, they're still kind of kicking around. I think kicking around in movies, but maybe not in real life. 
what 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 the what scene was that caleb i i'm talking about the first mission impossible oh yeah i thought sorry emilio estevez when he's like hanging out in a van just like that yeah that's right pretty sure we see him spinning in there <laughs> also i just realized that this whole movie is I don't know why I, I I may have missed this, but a lot of the, the, this whole movie has a similar plot to, or sorry, 2014 has a similar plot to this, except it's now we're hunting the Mutos instead uh, because they're going to lay eggs and we have to blow them up. So it's like, oh, I, I find yeah. that interesting. Huh. No, that's fair. Think about I that also aspect. could see, I don't know. I don't want to make this argument now, but. People comparing, you know, Godzilla 2014 and then uh, Godzilla takes Manhattan together. And it's like people might argue that this movie has way more characters or at least has, I think, more maybe three dimensional. Maybe I don't know. Characters than say uh, 2014 does since, you know, as as we all know, uh, Gareth Evans can't. Uh, Evans, Gareth Edwards, excuse me. Pepsi. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh. Can't write characters or something like that. And how bland Arnold Taylor was as, you know, the lead in that. Definitely and, bland. Definitely yeah. Bland. So I don't know which you prefer, Caleb, whether you like this, where there is at least some character, even if it is, you know, stereotypes and archetypes, or if it's that character or if that movie where there's just everybody's there for utilitarian purposes. I'll take a kind of stock image moving through a movie rather than like annoying cartoon characters. So I, I'll prefer that Gareth. I was going to say Evans again. I always want to say Evans. <laughs> hey, I still like Edwards. He's, <laughs> I, I like some of what he does, but. Uh... Yeah. yeah. I just have to go with 2014 just because I really, really like that movie now. I thought it was, I, I said this probably last time. I thought it was okay when I watched it, the movies that was before me getting all into Godzilla and then after I watched a bunch of classic Godzillas and then went back to 2014, it, it just took on a whole new life for me. Well, that's fair. Yeah, that one almost seems like they enjoy and they want to re- have reverence for the originals and, and the ones coming before that. This is it almost feels like it was a disaster movie and it's like, oh, we need something. Oh, let's put a dinosaur on it. Uh, no, we're already doing Jurassic Park. Uh, shoot, let's do Godzilla. Let's go. Bye. By the end, it was like, what can we do to kind of make our own version of Jurassic Park? What what kind of rights can we grab to do that? In the old DVD special feature for the movie, for this movie, the very it's almost the very first thing Emmerich says in the special feature, which is, so I wanted to take Godzilla and like make my Godzilla. This is my, it's like the very first thing he says in the special features. Uh, Mr. Emmerich, with all due respect, your Godzilla is pretty bland. Yeah, but I'll, I'll just say, I don't even know if I buy him saying that because I know TriStar was already trying to make a Godzilla movie with, um, old, uh, 90s auteur, uh, Jan de Bont. He was trying to make a Godzilla movie in the early 90s. Oh my. That fell through, so then they made this one. And then what's but... the other guy? What's the name of the other guy who worked on this movie with Emmerich? Um, Dean Devlin? probably because he's also in the special features and he's saying like we're doing godzilla you know this is godzilla but but now we have you know modern effects and see he doesn't say cgi but he means cgi 
Yeah, yeah computer graphics. Also, second gag right there with the coffee. Like, so now we're bringing. He says, like, we're now we're bringing to life all those things that just weren't possible in the original movies. Now we're, you know, yeah. Eric, did those exist back in the day? By the way, uh, what are those? Uh, sorry, what, what are those? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, vending machines with cameras in them. Not normally, but I could see in tourist areas, it would make sense to me. Um, yeah, that's be- fair. Because those disposable cameras were everywhere. Um, like any shop, any store, very common Like to pick one up somewhere. So yeah, I, th- I remember some of that from like the early aughts. Mm-hmm. So I-, I never saw it personally, but I wouldn't be surprised okay. in, a- in a tourist area. Thank you. See, here we go. More fish. This movie's like the fish movie, just everywhere. So I'm telling you, there's a fish fetish in this movie. Trey Bazaar. Oui, <laughs> <laughs> Clever girl. <laughs> and I guess since I mentioned the uh, previous American attempt, there was one more that they did, um, or they were going to do in the early 80s. Uh, Steve Miner, who's kind of a big name in the, the horror genre. He wanted to make one in 3D. Oh, wow. Well, that would have worked out well. Call it uh, Godzilla, the King of the Monsters in 3D. <laughs> yeah, and he brought in uh, Fred Decker to write the script, our old buddy from The Predator and oh, uh, boy. <laughs> Monster Squad and um, RoboCop 3. RoboCop 3. That's the RoboCop Oof. movie that feels like it was a TV movie or TV movie budget. So sad. Yeah, that that yeah, that's just I like how in the background dark. there is the Daily Bugle building. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I believe so. It. I see it again. Uh, you'll see it. Uh, just just be patient with it. Because I was actually in New York City around these times. I mean, around the time that this movie came out. Did you uh, get a chance to go on top of the trade centers? I did, but I actually didn't do that till um, I actually went to the roof in like January of 2001 as a tourist, obviously. You wow, oh, wow. yeah, god dang man. Well, you're this is a famous yeah. intersection though, in New York. Um, I forget that building, the one that's on the corner that's shaped like a piece of pie. I forget what it's called, but. It, very yeah, I level. think that's 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 the Daily Bugle, and also I think that's the Continental and John Wick. Yeah, uh, yeah, John Wick. I, that's I, what I remember from I that movie. Think, but I didn't know. I didn't know it was the Daily Bugle, like in the movies and stuff. I think I remember because of the Spider-Man video games. That's why. <laughs> I really do want to play the new one on a PS5. Uh, oh yeah, Miles Morales. Yeah, you can play it on PS4. Oh, I know you can't, but I'm saying I don't want to play it on PS4. I want to play it on the PS5. Oh, yeah. No, same here. Hey, there's the jaw shot, Caleb. A second one, I believe. Ian, uh, push and pull. Okay. I I don't I don't like that sound. That's not what concrete would make no, if it was getting torn. No, it's like fabric tear. <laughs> Literally, yeah, either fabric or paper. Like, what the? <laughs> f- I'm jealous <laughs> you guys can hear it because I want, I want to hear it. Oh, oh, I can't hear. Yeah, I've got it plugged into my Xbox remote. Oh, this looks weird. His head looks so strange, this angle. Oh, another little visual gag there. Another little, uh, I thought it was going to be another repeat of the Buster Keaton shot. It would fall over and he'd be standing in the hole. Yeah. 
It actually reminds me of in Ghostbusters, the video game, which, you know, Caleb, seriously, play at some point. Um, there's a giant creature similar to, you know, Zilla here. And yeah, it kind of emerges the way he just did with his like neck up or head up. Excuse me. Anyway, yeah, how's the CGI looking there, Eric, on the uh, the old 4K? I had my I was looking away. Now I'm looking back at it. Um, <laughs> no, that wasn't a joke. No, it looks pretty good, but you can tell. Um, I don't know what the word is. You can tell in the original they they process it in such a way, like they put a filter on it on top of the CGI to make it blend more in, like with thirty five millimeter. So it's been mm-hmm. like you know it's been fuzzed a bit intentionally to try to mask it. And, and I mean, it doesn't look that bad on the four K disc, but you but it does. Now that's actually. Good little composite shot there with the actual animatronic and then him kind of just matted in there. I wish they did more of that kind of stuff. The only thing distracting on the 4K disc is then when we see an image like this with the CGI Godzilla, everything is, like I said, intentionally fuzzed out. But then when it's just a close-up on Matthew Broderick, it looks sharp as all heck. So there is slightly distracting, but, you know, it's fine. I'm not complaining. So... In that scene right there, where we kind of see, you know, Roderick meeting Zilla for the uh, like face to face, and the music you guys are hearing, or at least you know you would be hearing, because yeah, yes, please it. watch alongside yes. this with us, guys uh, and gals, and all those in between. He, it's so whimsical. It's almost like, yes. oh, he, it's it's all like this majestic beast, and you almost, I almost thought like, oh, is Broderick gonna be, you know, again our uh, our, our paleontologist scientist from the original where he wants to now he's convinced let's not harm this creature this is a magnificent like you know anomaly we created this beast so we're responsible for it and they don't do that yeah he and really is playing like this like really majestic moment and yeah look he's all like oh look at this guy I gotta take a picture of him so it's yeah, like I, I don't know what they're going for there. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that he allows what happens for the rest of the movie to happen, but I, I don't know. I guess that that's what oh, Mr. Emmerich another, wanted. Another Jaws reference there. Yeah, of course. So the in the beginning, you know, we had that Japanese uh, survivor of that <laughs> of that ship. Oh yeah, there you go. There's the bugle building getting blown up yeah big fuck up on their part oops which i I may have something for that but oops uh but in the beginning you know we had the sun when gene renault was interviewing that guy uh the survivor they had that uh geiger counter another gag that geiger counter uh near him and it was you know given the signals that he has some radiation around him no radiation to speak of whatsoever as far as i'm aware here yeah, I guess they just kind of dropped it. Yeah. Oh, look, it almost looks like he was blowing fire. There, that, this is the only part where we see the atomic breath. Except he didn't. If you look, there's a whole well, bunch of fires down there. He, he just did, blew on them. He did. Yeah, he did similar to what, you know, uh, Godzilla Earth did. Uh, the real Godzilla Earth, excuse me, where he like just shouts and a shockwave appears. And in this case, it was just breath and it hit some gas lines or gasoline inside cars yeah. ignited and then yeah there we go so is that i do like this shot though this is cool because it's clearly a practical city they just have a little 
something yes. over the camera. So that's kind of fun. I like little gimmicks like that. Now, the CGI, when they showed the helicopters on the outside, uh, Whoa. the best CGI. But again, that's why it's raining. It was always raining, you know, just like the T-Rex in the original Jurassic Park. It's it's to hide this, the effects. I'm pretty sure it's for that reason only. Now, on their little screen readouts, they're doing the trench run on the Death Star, but I guess <laughs> applicable. Look at these, these guys destroying everything. Godzilla's barely doing anything. He's being very careful going around the buildings, and they're just a bunch of fuck-ups. So I gotta, yeah, I wonder, you know, last year, as in like 1997 from this, you know, Independence Day is released, and it's a lot of like military American military bravado. Is that 97? And whatnot. It's the, it's the Americans that figure out how to defeat the aliens. I think it was 96. And now it seems like this is the Yeah, it was 96 too. Oh, sorry. My bad. Thank you. Uh, 96. <laughs> you're right. That makes way more sense than 97, but um, he makes this movie and it feels like it's a criticism now of American bravado. Uh, or the the military, sorry, the military industrial complex. Uh, I think you're giving it too much credit. <laughs> I think he just thought it was fun. I think they do that in a lot of movies, where the military just comes in and just does what. They, I mean, not to make a Doctor Who reference, it's the Brigadier and Doctor Who just coming in. <laughs> you know, yeah, unit. Yeah, action by havoc. <laughs> a hammer just looks for a nail, and so that's the <laughs> army in this. Yeah, and I mean, it, it is a common thing in Godzilla movies where they have the section where the military come in and just, you know, waste their whole budget for the year. Doing nothing. <laughs> year, more like like 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> the decade, yeah. But this one, it just, it's it's an okay part of the movie. I just, I don't know, the, the CGI is so poor that it kind of... Well, you're, you're getting, for those who didn't like the new movies, uh, new American movies, excuse me, um, for not having like city destruction, here's some city destruction. By the United States military. But also, this is not... If you got the people... This is not what... I don't think this is how the military would do it. Uh, no, of course not. Yeah, it, it seems, yeah. I mean, everyone's supposedly cleared out, even all the lights Yeah, if everybody's for the most part out, um, I and this, let's pretend this is real, like a real situation, <laughs> uh, they would be they would be using artillery. That's what they'd be using. Um, they would not be sending in uh, Apache helicopters. Well, yeah, I remember got, in, like, a fuck ton of them too. It's in, especially uh, oh yeah, more comical later, but <laughs> yeah, early on we saw that. But well, just remember, oh boy, fooled you from behind. There you go, some little toy helicopters. I like that. Uh, I'm. You remember in 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 Shingoja, they also use attack helicopters, and they make sure everybody's away. And then there's that first part where they there's still one person left, and then they don't do it. Now, I don't know the reference, but I'm just going to guess they are using attack helicopters there for the same reason they're doing it here, which is it's fun little visuals and whatnot. Um, but uh, but yeah, but in real life, no, you wouldn't. And also now I'm starting to feel like this is starting to be a throwback of like those big uh, scroll whale beasts like attacking New York just because the head just kind of reminds me of them in Avengers. Yeah, I was really thinking Avengers was kind of the end of this kind of disaster type movie. I don't, Avengers had a lot of fun with their destruction too. I feel like since then they've switched back to the more serious mode with like Man of Steel and, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, the head, doesn't it remind you of those creatures in Avengers? Just the head of this Godzilla? 
and those flying whale things. Oh, the, I can kind of see it. Yeah. Of the Chitari? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. The thing that the Hulk punches. Oh, yeah. The, the Leviathans, I believe they're called. There you go. The space whales. There you go. Yeah, from uh, the Beast Below. Yeah, I had no idea how much screen time Mr. Melrose Place had in this movie. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a real character. He has a whole arc and everything at the end. Johnny on the spot everywhere. Yeah. It's like the start <laughs> of the movie. Another Doctor Who right? <laughs> Look at that. Caleb, listen to the score. What the f***? It's, it's just so whimsical. I know. It's, it's, it's not a good score. And he is the guy from Spinal Tap. And I hadn't, I didn't realize he was the same guy who did all the Simpsons stuff as well until you guys mentioned it earlier. Yeah, for whatever reason, all the Simpsons stuff for this it feels like it dates the movie even more to me. I, I, I don't know. I, I just think of the Simpsons for the '90s. Well, it would, except most people don't recognize their faces. This is true. Oh, but that voice is just—it's so distinct for me. I think it is, but again, that's for those in the know. And at the time when we didn't exactly have inter- I mean, the internet was, you know, in its heyday. I don't know if Wikipedia was around. No, <laughs> they're just celebrating their 20th anniversary right now. So that would be 2001. That's true. Um, no, I didn't know. I didn't realize all the Simpsons references in the movie, even though I was kind of familiar with at least two of the Simpsons voice actors back then. Um, unless you watch the credits of Simpsons and you like write down who they are or you watch <laughs> or watch maybe watch interviews on TV with them or read magazines mm-hmm. in the day. Uh, yeah. If you knew, you knew. Oh yeah. But I forgot it was David Arnold doing the score. So yeah, another not very good score by David Arnold. Poor guy. You know, I want to like him, but, <laughs> but again, he, he, he was the guy at the time though. It's just, I don't feel like his yeah. score aged well in any possible way. Yeah, that's what Giacchino is going to look like in 10 years. No, he's not. That's controversial. Just give him the right movie and he'll do good. I like Giacchino just fine, uh, even though he's been overshadowed by some other composers recently. But I think he's perfect. Such as? No, uh, Ludwig, the guy doing The Mandalorian. Yeah. He is the man yeah, without fair. a question or doubt. Well, I find he's the new, uh, the new Hans Zimmer. Yes, but Hans Zimmer was the guy who was the guy. So that's why he's that's the true. guy who's the guy. No, Michael Giacchino, I was like, he was such a great up and comer. And I was a big fan of most of his score. Oh, yeah, most all of them. And I was super excited when he did what the rogue one or solo. He did one of those. And I thought, and I <laughs> yeah. Thought, and I thought, all right, Michael Giacchino is doing star Wars. This is like my dream come true. And then you listen to it and it just sounds like a sound alike of a John Williams score. And I was like, no, I mean, I want to hear Giacchino do his thing. I don't want to hear him. So bland. Yeah, it just sounds like, oh, like an homage. But I don't want that. I want something new. And then that's where Ludwig comes in. And that's new for Star Wars. Eh, I like some of what Giacchino did in Rogue One. That's that's No, I like it. It's just I want I, I didn't feel like he was spreading his wings. Like he was keeping himself within certain bounds. Yeah, and that same year he did Doctor Strange, and it sounded like he just ripped off his Star Trek score. So that was a bad... That, that was the year I turned on him, actually. <laughs> it was 20, 2016. Yeah, I remember that. Although I do like that Star Trek score. It's okay. It's okay. You know, it completely plays to your emotions, I think, the score. Um, but I don't care, because I love that movie. I really do. Yeah, I found out that poor, poor David Arnold did another bad streak the year after this. He did... Um, wing commander 
did the music for that the next year. Oh, really? <laughs> Back to our Star Wars yeah. Everything, Everything's connected. Yeah, exactly. I had no idea he did that movie. Yeah, I always got to bring it back to Wing Commander. <laughs> I don't know why I always bring it back to that. Back but... to Jaws and Star Wars. I haven't looked for that. Blu-ray and... oh, they, even, they put out a Blu-ray for that? Oh. No, I don't know. I don't know if there ever was a Blu-ray, but I'm saying I try to find like a media disc version and it's not easy. Yeah, I swear Freddie Prince, he's trying to bury that one. He's sure. blocking the, the re-release. But then, of course, he gets back into Star Wars and Star Wars Rebels. It's so weird. Oh, Very yeah. Connected. Oh, yeah. Wait, is <laughs> Prince Jr. in Rebels? Yeah, we talked yeah, about it in uh, Episode 9 because he shows up in that for a brief line. Yeah, he plays a very significant character, Kanan. Oh. Yeah, it was very significant in Episode 9. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, he has like one line. One line when um I think it was when Ray was dying or whatever or something. And all the voices come to her. Do you remember that? So now I'm just gonna leave you right in this like secure military base camp. Don't touch anything, please, or else. Jeez, what the? F- well, he trusted her. He's this naive kind of weirdo. You know? Yeah. I we and look, he's like obsessed with her. His old love. What? Uh... I don't know. I thought they were mementos. I'm more looking at that one where there's like a block of wood or a big plank of wood on a rock and there's like all those musicians there. That's a reference to something. Uh, it feels like the Titanic. feels like um, a mighty wind, but I don't know what it is supposed to be. It's really strange. Who knows? Oh, well, here's the whimsical music. Oh, yeah, they reused this shot. I just yeah, realized. Whimsical as she's uh, betraying her the person that she came to uh, reestablish her romance connection with. See who's filming. That's this not, here. no, that's not. Yeah, that's not. Who filmed that establishing shot? I'm pretty sure I saw that in the beginning. <laughs> what's going on? Come on. See, what's with the lighter? He's like torturing that guy, man. Well, it's going to burn him up if he doesn't explain it. I still say it was hypnosis type thing, but that's just me. It's a paw print. I'm sorry. I can't get past well, that. You know, the professional, he, he's an aggressive guy that Michelle Renault. Uh, it's, yeah, no, I guess I guess so. <laughs> yeah, but again, uh, it's nice to see him in this film. I don't really know where his career went after this. I feel like he kind of... I mean, I remember him being in Pink Panther, but that's like the only thing I remember. Ryu shot. Sorry, Ryu shot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I enjoyed him in that. Yeah, he was okay in that. I enjoyed him in Mission Possible. Yeah, I liked him in that too, yeah. Yeah, he's an enjoyable presence. I hear they're making like a professional sequel. What? Really? I thought I heard that. Is it connected to Lucy at all? That's my question. Don't know about that. But uh, I could have sworn I heard they're making a sequel to professional, but I don't Hmm. think I'm making that up. I mean, they could do it like years later where Natalie Portman's the main character, I guess. That would be cool. I don't know if she would be involved in start a whole action franchise. Thor. (laughs) <laughs> Love and Thunder. Start a Maybe. whole new career for. I gotta say though, this shot right here kind of reminded me of an Alien Resurrection where uh, Michael, uh, what's his name, uh, guy from The Crow. He's also from Toronto. Uh, but he, where he goes like off in Alien Resurrection and like sees the oh, alien and then yeah. the alien kills him. It just it remind, this reminded me of that shot. I was thinking more Alien 3 with all the tunnel stuff in that. That too. They're always in those dank tunnels. 
Yeah, what was that guy's name? Yeah. I like that guy. It was too bad that he left the movie so quick. Alien Resurrection. Yeah, he's a good actor, I find. Michael, and he was also in uh, Ghost in the Shell 2017. Oh, was he? Up. Yep. Uh, he was right uh, in the beginning. I wish he was in the movie longer, but that's just me. Let's see. Yeah, I don't remember that movie very well. It's left my brain. Michael Wincott. Michael Wincott. Yes. Good actor. Yeah, old buddy. Yep. He was good. Oh, he was in Dead Man, that great, um, uh, what's that director's name? Um, Jim Jarmusch? It's a great little Western that he made in the 90s, Dead Man with uh, Johnny Depp. I forgot Michael Wincott was in that. Okay, I guess there's not going to be a sequel to The Professional. It's something that's been rumored for years, but of course. it doesn't look like it's really going to happen. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that Street Fighter sequel. Sorry, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's Street Fighter sequel. Oh, they made it. Didn't you see it with uh, Kristen Kirk? Or yeah. Yeah, Kristen Kirk. <laughs> I almost Kirk. was going to go watch that the movies just because of her, because I was a big fan of her from Smallville. It's, it's so bad. It's unbelievably bad. Well, see, since you mentioned the Street Fighter movie, Jean-Claude Van Damme, that's a much worse, quote-unquote, summer blockbuster movie. Oh, yeah. Oof. Because I saw that at the movies, and that was perplexed. Oh no! <laughs> well, I don't know. What's, you know, but uh, you know what? It was probably worse seeing uh, Street Fighter in the movies and reflecting on it, like leaving the theater. That was probably worse than Batman and Robin. Um, but that I was could see feeling that way. also really bad. I also saw it at the movies opening week. Um, and that was really. Oh, I wish bad. I had. I still love that movie for whatever reason. And I remember before I saw Batman and Robin, um, like days before, I was driving around the city, and I remember seeing people like lined up like outside of theaters, like when Batman and Robin came out. And I remember thinking, "Yeah, I want to see it too." And oh boy, we all know how that turned out. Imagine standing in line for that, the pain after you left, like oh. <laughs> Apparently, George Clooney came out uh, recently saying that movie changed how he uh, approached acting. <laughs> yeah, and I think how he approached uh, taking work, too. That, too. Damn. <laughs> yeah, Clooney's, Clooney's a good... I recently saw that weird Netflix movie that he did when he's like... Uh, it's like a sci-fi movie. It wasn't very good, but oh. I enjoyed seeing him in it. Have you guys seen Catwoman with Halle Berry? Nope. Yeah. Oh, if you guys want to do a fun commentary... That oh. it is DC, so yeah, sure, why not? I mean, that's like worse than the Green Lantern. Yeah, if you want to come on for it, it is. Yeah, it's abysmal. But it's so it's one of those movies that's so bad that you can't even believe it. Um, uh, it's it's one of those movies that's almost so bad that it's good because it's oh yeah, it, it it is it is, but it's just amazing. Could you imagine working on a project like that? I mean, at what point do you just like? Oh wow. Like she must have known what it was going to turn into. I don't know if she knew. <laughs> I couldn't say. It's such a remarkable <laughs> movie. <laughs> Why should we watch this thing right now? Oh, here we go with this again. The torture scene. Leaked. Him. He's like terrified. <laughs> That's what Japanese sailors called him in a song. <laughs> Interesting. This part here, though, I'm fascinated, though. Her, her deliveries are just so weird. <laughs> like she's acting on television almost, eh? Uh, uh, Gojira. 
it feels like she's in like one of like like scary movie or like superhero movie you know that kind of acting oh yeah the zuckerman brothers almost yeah yeah like them yeah she feels like she's in one of those movies Hey, hey, look, I'm on TV. Yeah, there's a little bit of funny acting from him here, too. His girlfriend was in Sex in the City at this time as well, Broderick. Uh, wife. I don't know when they got married, but yeah, you I'm know. Like, what? What? I'm, oh, I guess so, yeah. That would have been funny if it was Jessica Parker in her place instead. That would have been great. Yeah, yeah it would have been better. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess so. I liked her in Ed Wood. Actually, that would have been funny if her character uh, is similar character almost in, in this movie, but I guess not because she's now a reporter in Sex and the City. Yeah, aren't they bringing that back again? <laughs> oh, they had a re. No, sorry, they had a they had a prequel back in the day a few years ago on CW. Yeah, I think they're I think they're doing it again. They had that movie. I think they had a couple movies. That returns once again. I gotta say, it's interesting that he just. He complies. I'm so. I was actually very shocked that he didn't put up a fight or what. Or he just was like, "No, you can't let me do this." Like I didn't mean to. Or, I'm just surprised he he did not. He complied with their their actions. He did give up pretty quick. Didn't even put up any argument. Just okay. Maybe he was embarrassed. Yeah. Betrayed by that girl he's been holding the candle for all these years. Yeah. This one here. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. Her whole thing was, oh, I got to get back with him, and then immediately just betrays him. <laughs> pretty unlikable. Oh, Eric, did you see Judge Dredd around this time as well? Oh. No, I didn't. I didn't. I actually missed. I've actually never seen that. The uh, Stallone version? No. Dodged a bullet. I wish I had, though. Did you see Demolition Man? Yes. Yes, for sure. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> nice. In the movies. Yeah, at the movies, of course, like everything else. Uh, I think the only good part of Jean-Claude Van Damme's Street Fighter was uh, Raul Julia. I think uh, I think that performance is, is pretty good. That's what uh, I'm saying. <laughs> Who did she play in the movie? Oh, Who did he play in the movie? Him. Okay, I know. Yeah, Raul Julia. He played Sorry, I, heard, I heard a feminine name and I was thinking of a female character, but yeah. And then I, I can't remember. Did like, did he pass like before the movie came out? I can't remember. Uh, I yeah, think right as the movie came out. I think he, I think he dodged the, uh, seeing the terrible reviews. He died during the premiere. Yeah. So where are they? Are they like in Brooklyn or something or what are they doing? Uh, I think upper or oh, they're in New Jersey. I think. Think. Okay, New Jersey. Because I was like, is that bar just open? Because um, I thought it was weird that this this whole catastrophe is happening and the bar is just yeah. It says NJ right there on the side of the cab. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's like a coffee place for all the people who are there working. Yeah, what a bad delivery she just gave. Wow. Just, uh... just oh come on. And this this part I don't exactly get. I always thought it was weird in in movies in general. Like at this time, like all these vehicles that we're seeing, they're from mm-hmm. circa 1980, 84. Yeah. I, yep. I never understood that, like watching like a lot of movies in the 90s. Yeah. Do they just like bring in like cheap cars? Like they bought them all in the 80s and they've just been sitting on the lot somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That, that, oh. that, that's, that's what I was thinking that they just keep reusing them for movies, but it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> 
Dude, when I watched, uh, I recently watched a review uh, for Mission Impossible 2 by two Aussies, and they complained so hard about like the vehicles that were used at the end of that movie and how they were all just like junker cars and or like family vehicles. Yeah. Cabs from like a, a larger cab company, they didn't look like this in 98. Now they did in those little mom and pop taxi companies that still existed, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's why he's like, you watch this part. Why does Hank Azaria follow him here? I I didn't get it. Uh, good question. I I don't know. I think he just believes he's up to something, or he wants to give him a piece of his mind. Yeah, I thought maybe he wanted. He was like pissed at him because he didn't accept that girl's apology from <laughs> destroying his career. Basically. I think he actually <laughs> drops a line later on after he comes back and talks to her. Oh, okay, I, I guess that's loose enough reason for him to be there but and i heard that without any subtitles nice i'm drinking some wine right now so i will be right back go ahead man yeah so what were you thinking isaac for the parts that you watched were you pretty bored by the time you had to stop or no this is this is fascinating i gotta say i'm not bored but i'm I'm, it's just such a different movie like i'm so fascinated by this Yes. Yeah, so, so you weren't disliking or anything. You're just kind of like, this is bizarre. Not bizarre. I'm just, I, I'm in the middle of the road. Like I don't enjoy this, but there's, I don't know what I hate about this. I don't hate anything because yeah, right now this is not a Godzilla movie and that's, yeah, you're right. Perfectly clear. This is not a Godzilla movie, but I don't know. I just, I find this extremely fascinating. Um, yeah, right there. That's a criticism right there. Probably. I don't know. And that you could smuggle anything into this country. Well, I, yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> yeah, coming back to it, it's not as horrible as I remembered, but it's still, I I think, kind of dull after a while. And, and the humor grates on me. But but otherwise, there's some really cool moments, especially I at the found, end. I actually didn't mind the humor. I think I found it okay. Um, it's not Marvel movie eye rolling in my in a way but i guess if you know i guess i don't know if you were in watching these 90s blockbusters recently and we're just like oh i can't stand these jokes that they're making but i don't know i i find these jokes okay like i had this on vhs and i watched it a bunch oh see that's why i'd always roll my eyes at the the weird gags the coffee gag i was always i just never really got the appeal appeal no that's that's fair Again, this is, it's probably the same with me for a lot of the French films, like a lot of like Lupassant films, because I just didn't understand what, or the guy who directed uh, Alien Resurrection, I've just, I didn't understand. And then I realized, oh, it's the French tendencies, not the tendencies, but it's the French culture. Um, it's, it's their way of doing film and dialogue and whatnot. So it's like, I get it now. And so maybe, isn't Emmerich, is Emmerich German, I believe? He is German. But he sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger the way he speaks English. Nice. So again, maybe that's just his sensibilities, and this is how he wants his characters to act and uh, and talk and, and make jokes. So I I have no idea. I'm sure I it's just, his I, influence. Probably. So yeah, right here, yeah. I thought in this in this scene. Pardon me for saying. I, I thought they were playing uh, Godzilla by the Blue Oyster Cult here. I don't think so. No, it it doesn't sound like it. No, it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, here we go. A little bit of uh, New York uh, solidarity, bringing them all in there with her. There you go. 
This feels yeah. a little bit like Spider-Man, uh, Sam Raimi flick. You know, trying What's to that famous line from it. He's like, if you mess with all of us or if you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Oh, yeah. From two. That's right. I was in the second. <laughs> certainly beforehand. In Nice. Yeah. Certainly before 9-11. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it still happens today. The camaraderie over there. Well, I, I think it's more played up, but maybe that's, you know, yeah. <laughs> I like how she's got the little, um, oh, what are those things called? The uh, Yeah, I'm guessing it's more of a movie thing. Oh. Yeah, a little parking meter there. <laughs> she's, got, no, she's got a parking meter. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. Curious. Uh, whoever, whoever did the set design for this room went, went way over the top, but it's kind of fun. That's kind of like I don't know. There was a lot of things like that. Like, uh like whenever there's a show like Friends, where people lived in some type of situation and they're in their twenties or something, they would just have decor like that, like it was a TGI Fridays or something. <laughs> yeah fair enough or just like very avant-garde style uh counterculture well, <laughs> art that's scooby i don't know about that starfish, <laughs> yeah scooby-doo tiki motif. parking meter you know yeah i even look at all the walls <laughs> that's amazing okay the, um hank azaria's character here also really reminds me of vince vaughn in jurassic park uh, the lost world yeah they feel like the same character to yeah. me but Vince Vaughn was pretty cool in that. At least that's the way I remember it. He, I, I remember him being a likable character. Yeah, I always thought it was too bad they ditch him once they go to the city. Wish he would have stuck around. But it's one of the only positives I had with that flick. Oh, here's some more. A uh, little bit of, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, with the gum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a little. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that, but that doesn't work. But again, I don't know. It just doesn't bug me as much as if I even watch any like non Captain America Winter Soldier Marvel movie. I, I it's part of my annoyance too is I feel like the jokes are just like every scene they have to pack them in. You know, that's it. Feels like they're just throwing everything that they can to try to get something to stick. Yeah, but like I said, this stuff plays well when you're there opening week and you're in a packed house. Oh yeah laugh at every single stupid joke i remember seeing um transformers whatever that sequel's called revenge of the fallen revenge of the fallen yeah. dark night or dark of the moon uh well, age of extinction last night <laughs> well the, the, the second one the only one i saw in the theater revenge of the fallen i saw it on opening night and the theater was just dying laughing at every joke and i felt like an yeah alien see sitting in there like this uh, humor is better than anything michael bay has done in my opinion honestly i know you'll probably disagree what? with me on that but at least this humor is way better <laughs> no i don't agree with that but the rock the rock had some really funny okay moments okay sorry 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 circa 2007 michael bay i find this humor better than anything after 2007 by michael bay Okay, post-2007, he completely jumps his own shark. I'll give you that. That's fair. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'll totally give you that. Throw Pearl Harbor in there, too. He jumped the shark, shark with that Because well. there's parts of, as Caleb will hate me for this, there are parts of uh, Bad Boys that I enjoy, and it's mostly how, uh, um, what is it, how Bay handles women in that in comparison to how he handles women, you know, during the Transformers era, That's which is, I was like, I, wow, he's really holding, holding back. See, look at this. At the... Get a little bit yeah. of a Elvis thing going here. I mean, that's, that's you know, mostly what uh, I think outsiders to America would probably like do. They probably, you know, go with the Southern accent or something like that. 
Yeah, and I like Renault's smile here. It, it's he's he's just a charming actor. He's I think he's just a good actor. Yeah, well, just charming, but <laughs> but uh, he can be good in roles. But I, I don't know. I've I, the only thing I've seen where I thought he was really excellent was the professional. But yeah. everything else I've seen has always been in bit parts, so he hasn't really had a chance to yeah, stretch wow. that much. It's like a CGI fish pile, or I don't know if it's CGI or matter <laughs> what it is, but it's something not real. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, like most 20s kids right now. Both the military guys are both kind of comical presence too. Like you'd figure the military would be more the serious side, but. Well, at least uh, the characters that we're interacting with and or the cameras focused on are the comedic relief. Whereas all the other soldiers are probably like Stallworth and stoic, like, you know, Aaron Johnson is in, uh, in, in 2014. Oh, by the way, the, those two, her and her cameraman are in the animated series as well. Yep. And they're so annoying. It's so annoying. You know, every time they pop up, they're just like annoying dicks. And she's always like, I just need to get the story. Like, we're, we're, we'll be okay afterwards. Like, you forgave me last time. It's like, oh, she didn't learn a thing. <laughs> I was going to make a, should have made a Lois, ref, a Lois Lane reference. Or April O'Neil. <laughs> or Iris West. Uh, or Mary Jane Watson in Insomniac Spider-Man. Sorry, Eric, unless you haven't played uh, Insomniac Spider-Man. I have not. I've almost played almost Spider-Man games. Yeah, I'd highly recommend Insomniac Spider-Man, but what they did with MJ, I was a little disappointed with, but that's just me. Now, since they went in the tunnels, um, kind of, I I just bought Cloverfield in 4K on, like last weekend because it was only $10. And I watched some of it. Oh, wow. <clears throat> and that movie is 10 years after this movie uh, as far as production. It, man, New York City and production and everything went a long way in 10 years uh oh yeah this. huge it's it's such night and day comparing everything uh in this movie to that movie like just how new york looks just the streets just the people and then of course the effect let's not even just talk about that it leaps and bounds beyond this sense of style everything <laughs> whoa that's questionable Eh, i don't know i i I shouldn't be judging. Why not? Yeah, well, what do you guys think about the design choice for... Uh, it's a dinosaur. This... It's more like an iguana. It's an... Okay, that's better. Yeah, you're right. It's an iguana. Especially his little babies that we see here soon. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they went with that choice, really. Even though I didn't watch the animated series, I think that version looks a little better. Yeah, it's a little better, yeah. He doesn't in in the animated series. He doesn't shoot uh, atomic breath, does he? Um. Y- yes, he does. Yeah. Okay. What color is well, it? I think it's actually fire breath. I think. Okay. Well, close enough. Yeah. Close enough. I mean, hey, it kind of was a fire breath in the it, when it, in the first movie. So. Mm-hmm. More like well, just jets of air coming out of his mouth, but even still, that were radioactive. But you know what? I'll take anything. Yeah, I don't I don't hate the design as much as I used to when I was a kid. I used to just even though I'd watch this all the time just because I had it, I I watched everything. But I'd always be annoyed that this is what they chose to make. I have no idea what I think about the question we're talking about, because (laughs) because, again, I saw this is like the first Godzilla movie I'd seen properly. 
And of course, I'd seen images of Godzilla from the classic movies. And I'm sure I was not enamored by that. Like seeing images of the original Godzilla in the suit. I'm sure I was not enamored by those visuals in the 90s. So That's fair. I don't know what I would have thought <laughs> about the changes and the updating. Or when it, when it comes to, you know, movies of old with old special effects, I kind of lower my expectations uh, and just accept the reality of, you know, this is what it is. So it's like, okay, well, like, enough. like I don't think anybody's upset about the design of King Kong in Peter Jackson's movie as compared to like the original 30s version or the 70s version. I don't, <laughs> I don't think anybody was upset about that, but I don't know. I mean, I, I complained about the one they used in uh, Skull Island. That terrible. No, the, the one with Linda Hamilton. I think it was oh. King Kong Lives, I think. Probably. Yeah, but that's like the sequel from the 80s to this. To yeah. The 70s Oof, I hate the... I hate the choice of design for that flick, but I, so, you know, I mean, uh, they're, they're all different. You can have your preferences as to which ones you like more, but I do like that. We get some animatronic shots here again. Is there a Japanese movie that kind of reflects this design choice that came after uh, this? Obviously final wars. Well, we see this design in final wars, but Otherwise, no, nothing like this. Okay, this must be Final Wars because I haven't seen Final Wars, but I saw it in some of the special features on this, on the on the Blu-ray of this movie. Oh wow! Yeah, and amazingly, the CGI is even worse. Yes, it is. It really <laughs> is. I think that was intentional, though. Intentional? Oh, I don't think so. I don't worse? think so. <laughs> no, I think that's just what they were working with. Maybe. Yeah, wait till you see Godzilla versus Megagyrus, uh, Isaac, because oh, that kind of bad CGI is just the way they went. Is that how you pronounce it? Because I was always calling it Megagyrus in my head. I know that isn't. Jeez. I always say Megagyrus. I don't know if that's correct. That's just. Oh, I have no idea. It's just, you know, I'm just reading it in my head and I'm like, Megagyrus. I never actually said that. Out now. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, here we go. Like, if that was real, all those helicopters just coming They'd around. be blowing each other up. Yeah. This is so dangerous and stupid. It's oh, like, this is yeah, this is awful. But I, 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 I still feel like Emrex <laughs> onto something. Firing like right in front of each other. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even understand these missiles that 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 have the trajectories of Roman candles. It seems like horrible <laughs> technology. Yeah. Look, even the ground teams firing on the guys up top. I mean, this is this is. <laughs> but I will say, those tanks would be hurting Godzilla. Uh, they, they might not be killing Godzilla, but they would really, really be hurting Godzilla. Yeah, at least this Godzilla. Yeah, case by case basis. Hey, look, yeah. it's uh, a knockoff Keith David, or yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, that guy looks super familiar. Yeah, I, went, I meant to look him up, but I forgot to. That looks like Cuban Gooding Jr. Wow. Oh, I guess I can see that a little bit. <laughs> Just a smidge. <laughs> but yeah, the guy with the gray hair there. I think he had like a gold tooth. Yeah, but the guy with the gray hair is keeping alive the, the trope in like all movies where the military characters or the officers are wearing their dress uniforms in like combat situations, which would never happen ever in a million years. Yeah, that's true. Even in the Pentagon, they wouldn't wear their dress uniforms. Like their formal dress uniform it doesn't make any sense.
I actually don't think I've ever seen Trudeau in his uh, his military attire. Pierre Trudeau, or I don't think he has. Yeah, well, either either either, Tr- either Trudeau's. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because I'm pretty sure we have the same thing as as America, where they wear the commander in chief uniforms. I don't remember Harper ever wearing them, so I, I don't know. I remember Bush when he was walking around with his. Yeah, but that's 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 America. I'm talking up. Yeah, here. well, I'm t- but at the, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure if it's quite the same in that way. But yeah, I'm. I don't know if we have any at all. Maybe maybe it's a Mountie hat. I have no idea. This stuff does not look. Oh, great. That guy I was saying I recognized named Richard Gant. No, yeah, it looks pretty poor. The CGI shots. What do you expect? It's Godzilla in 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 three D or three D space. Yeah, but it it does look like video game like cutscenes from like the early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Whoa! Big boom. Oops. Yeah, have they made a sub movie recently. I remember there was kind of a spike with them in the nineties, but I haven't seen any recent submarine movies. Uh, Hunt for Red October. Well, that was the one that kicked off the uh, the trend. I thought it was that. I thought it was that German movie that kicked it off. There was a German movie. Oh, Doc's Boot. Oh well, that's the. What was that? That's going way back. Das Boot is like what influenced uh, Wrath of Khan. Yeah, Das Boot. There you go. Yep. Yeah, which I own. I've never watched it. It's been sitting on my shelf for years, and I've never watched it. The sub they used in that apparently was one of the same subs they used in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, okay. Huh. I don't remember a sub in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, Indy, he rides on it somehow. It doesn't make any sense for... Oh! Ow. I kind of remember. I didn't remember that was from Raiders. It looked like there was toilet paper rolls above the guys manning their station. <laughs> Well, you know, you never know when you're going to need it. <laughs> Didn't look like it hit him, but I guess they killed him. Yeah, but I always like subs. They're a good setting. I liked uh, that episode. What was that one? Cold War from uh, Doctor Who Season 7 or Series 7, I should say. Yeah, but that was like the most spacious um, yeah. <laughs> submarine interior ever. We don't talk about that. Yeah, because it was looking dead, man. They got him. I, I'm surprised they actually got him. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, the music is really selling us that they yeah. got too. It's it's uh, really hammering it. Those fish look fake. Oh, more fish. Fish fetish. Try saying that ten times fast. You know, I even though I've been watching this comment this movie with you guys, did we already get to Madison Square Gardens? I don't even remember. Uh we we got there. We just cut away for like ten minutes with all that sub stuff. Never but all back. that stuff hasn't happened yet. No, we're about to go into Madison okay. Square Garden, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I remember when I was watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot they got here. Like, we've been gone for so long. Oh, wait a minute. No, I think it was 39. No, is it your 39 minutes or 29 minutes I had left? Ah, uh, it's 39. That's what oh, it look, was. more fish. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the fish are everywhere. The fish is in the net. Yeah, but that one's like the one from those little, those little things no. they sell where you push the button. <laughs> Animatronic ones. Yeah, the fish would start singing. They'd sing the song to you. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, none of these fish look real. I always love those. The world's most famous arena. Uh, yeah, I guess so. So I guess they're in Penn Station because Penn Station is right below. Oh yeah, I meant to make a joke about that because when we first, when Hank Azaria goes out and you know sees him, he's at Penn Station. I meant to make a Avengers reference because it's like, oh wow, everything takes place at Penn Station. (laughs) Yeah, kind of true. 
yeah now now we're gonna go and rip off or at least take inspiration from aliens and jurassic park yeah pretty a much a bit of uh which you know good things to rip from that's that's why this is my favorite sequence i mean i love all this stuff if you got at least before they they jump mandalorian season two oh. there's some nice alien references as well akin to there this. we go I gotta check that out soon you really should <laughs> well maybe whenever before that third season comes out i'll finally hunker down and try to get through come them. on guy it's like the best star wars since return of the jedi <laughs> Uh, I'm going to pause on that because I want to first get through Primal, uh, because Caleb, good news. I'm actually recording Primal on Adult Swim because it's, uh, because of cable, uh, they're playing it. So I'm going to, I recorded the series, so I'm going to be able to watch it because isn't season two coming soon? Yep. Wait, what have you seen uh, Primal at all? Is that a, is that a dinosaur thing? Yeah. Dinosaur thing. Yep. You know it's the only thing of dinosaurs be... other than Jurassic Park that I like. Go ahead. It's by Gennady Tartkovsky. But was it, there you like, go. Yeah. it was originally like a BBC thing or nope. something else? Okay, I'm thinking of something You're thinking else. of Primeval, I think. I don't even know what that show is called. Or, yeah, whatever that weird show is. I used to like that show. So what's Primal? That's, is that like a new current thing? As of 2019, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah it's an animated show by Gennady Tartakovsky, guy behind like Samurai Jack and... Oh, various other things. Know about oh, the Star Wars Clone Wars. Yes, that I'm aware of, but I didn't know about this Primal show. Highly suggest you check it out. Yeah, I think it's his best work since. Uh, so it's Clone a Cartoon Wars. Network thing. Uh, Adult Swim. Adult Swim. Yeah. Only Adult Swim. Right. Yeah, and they had Tyler Bates, the guy who used to be, uh, who used to be, I think, the guitarist for Marilyn Manson, and. Who did? Who's been doing some of the John Wick movies? So it's a series of uh, human as, characters in it, or no? it's got a caveman and a di- and a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, it's basically caveman and his dinosaur pal versus the world, and the world's and it's filled with crazy monsters. Probably better than it's probably the best TV series I've seen in recent years. Wait, what does that mean? I mean, it was like on the air, or what do you mean by TV series? Like you mean not non-streaming show or what do you mean? Or yeah, you non-streaming mean- show. It's probably better than the Mandalorian, in my opinion. I found well, it you haven't so really much watched better. The Mandalorian, okay, that's you can't judge. That's insane. I, yeah, I'm I'm fully like saying that right up front. You you can't judge. You've seen one episode, and you know what? I saw one episode of Primal, and I want to watch the whole series. <laughs> well, that that can all be true, but that doesn't necessarily negate that Mandalorian is one of the best. Oh no, of course not. That's just personal preference. <laughs> but no, but I mean you're. It's valid since you've you know if you take one primeval or primal I'm sorry and one Mandalorian, but Mandalorian is so much more in season two than it, than it is, especially the first episode. Because I mean, even a lot of people weren't really sold on the first episode on its own. Crack the eggs. They look more like teeth to me, or or toes. Even though I like this sequence a lot, these guys for whatever reason they just I think their designs are really funny. Like their heads are like way too big for their bodies, and I don't know. They just look comical to me. That's with most newborns but, of of mammals or mammals, <laughs> reptiles. But it's it's I, I really enjoy this sequence, but I don't know. I just think they're oh funny god looking. dang it! I also wanted to make a, another reference because uh, last night I was gonna watch this last night, and then I didn't get a chance to because I chose not not chose not to. But I was I just got distracted with other things. But what I did watch last night was another. Maybe not series, but a series that has reptiles from New York, New York sewers as well, which I'm surprised we didn't Asian see in, in here. 
Not just Try. that. Oh. Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. On TV. Fan, yep, on Adult Swim as well. Cable, cable for life, baby. Uh, even if most of their programming sucks. Man, oh man, that movie was great. That was a fun huh. movie. Everybody go watch that movie unless you already have. It's I'm a little fantastic. bit curious about it. Maybe I'll check it out if it's on HBO. It's Max. really good. Like the opening scene with like Shredder and Batman is like hands down really good animation, like top notch animation I've seen. It maybe could have been more, but you know what? I was I was so happy. Well, in that case, I want to see an animated like Batman meets the Transformers. Um, I, I, I'd be down. With that. I'd sooner want to see Batman versus the Predator, but that's just me. Oh, I'd love that. That'd I'd be way that. better. Predator is okay, but I was never. Aficionado. Predator, did you say? Right. Yeah. If you want, Eric, they have, I think, Transformers and Power Rangers together. In what form? Like, if it's a comic, comic book, I'm, a, These nah, all... I'm good. Uh, I don't want to read that. <laughs> I don't know, man. You should really, like, read IDW comics. They're, uh, there's some pretty good stuff. Oh, I've read some in the past. I'm just, I'm not sure if I want to read a comic of a uh... Power Rangers and Transformers. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, Power Rangers probably do the best in comics, quite frankly. Oh, yeah. They actually feel more like real characters in, in comic form. But Well, I forget. Did you guys... I know I asked this last time off the air or something. Did you, like, did you guys watch Cobra Kai at any time? Uh, I watched like maybe the first two episodes when they were on YouTube Red, when they were okay. first coming out. Because the way I was going to explain Cobra Kai to... I have a friend who really, really loves Power Rangers, uh, the original especially. And the way I was going to explain Cobra Kai to him is that it reminds me of if you took all the, just the human high school scenes of like the original Power Rangers, but just made it really, really good. And that's how I feel like Cobra Kai is. It's like the high school bits done really, really well. And and that's how I feel that show is. Yeah, I, I got to get back to that at some point. I just, I only had um a little, uh, what do they call them? Like little test subscription for YouTube Red when it first right. came out. And that's why I got to watch that. Not, or, is, it, is it on, it's on your Netflix, right? Canadian Netflix? Yep, it is now. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's so worth it. Yeah, so worth it. YouTube Netflix, man, what a stupid idea that was. Yeah, now I just use it for background play, and I should probably get rid of it because I don't even use that anymore. I, I, <laughs> I should just cancel that. I got it, I think. I can't remember. No, I think it was because I was trying to watch the show Wayne, which was another YouTube exclusive, which also made a jump to Amazon Prime. Um, but anyway, that's why I got it, but I still have it because because it, it just stops ads like when you're watching YouTube. Oh, yeah. the And I got used to that. Yeah, that's nice, too. Because... I was yeah. watching YouTube the other day and I like I wasn't logged into myself for some reason. And I was like, what are all these ads? What's happening? And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> stupid. So uh, yeah, I'm kind of hooked on it because I'm used to not having ads in my YouTube now. Yeah, I forgot about that part. That is very nice. It is really nice. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Like a uh, premium service to get rid of ads. Yeah, that, that's fine. It's just the idea of a website doing like streaming services that they already have like, you know, their own YouTube channels. It's like, uh, I don't know if that's like the best yeah, idea. It's kind of, yeah. But I mean, some Americans like to use it for the, like the cable streaming. Um, that's true. But I'm, 
Yeah. I mean, mark my words. Uh, whatever that Will Smith's bucket list on Facebook, that's going to a streaming service, like at a professional streaming service at some point. Did not know that existed, and I will not be watching. I got. I keep getting ads on YouTube because I don't pay for YouTube Red, but it's basically a Facebook <laughs> original of huh. Will Smith doing a bucket list type show, I guess. Doesn't Jada Pickett, a Pinkett? I always forget how to say her little middle name. Jada Pinkett Doesn't Smith. Doesn't she do a talk show for Facebook? I don't know. Maybe. She does something. That's where all that recent gossip came out of about their kid and their marriage and everything. Mm. I don't keep up with that stuff. Oh, yeah, I love that he has to run over for the... Uh... The payphone. Don't even see those anymore anywhere. Pay phones. No, you certainly don't in real life. Pretty sure there's one where I live, I think. Oh, really? I think, yeah, it's on uh, 108th and 144, I believe. No, sorry, 148th. Is it like a phone booth or just like attached to like a... No, not a, not a phone booth. Just like a phone booth. Yeah, not a phone booth. I think it's, yeah, just like on the side of the... If not, there's some at the ferries, at the ferry terminals. Oh, And okay. I think mm. also at YVR... I don't know why I weirdly miss the payphones and public phones in movies and in real life. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Because, I mean, there's nothing great about when them. I was a kid, but I always loved checking them for coins. Every now and again, you'd oh, find dude, some change. Oh, dude, yeah. Same with uh, vending machines. There's a lot of things like that. I mean, checking for coins, but also when we were bored waiting at a bus stop, you'd just call 1-800 numbers or just make things up just to like pass the time nice. while you're waiting for the bus a lot of different things with <laughs> wait a minute hey caleb maybe this is where jurassic house got uh uh got their ideas from now <laughs> just how like you know part of the movie is jurassic park and then it's like all takes place inside a mansion and this is not a mansion but like you know they're inside a, a facility with multiple yeah, that's, dinosaurs that's... That's kind of Jurassic Park 3, though, too. I guess so, yeah. And so I guess the only reason we have all these babies and, and all these scenes is because the Velociraptors work so well in... Uh, Absolutely. Original oh, yeah, Jurassic of course. Park. Yeah, I mean, they were the they were the standout, kind of the... They were, but that uh, movie it had. seems kind of lame. I mean, just for that reason. Oh, huge. Hugely lame. Five years later, it's a it's a gimmick. So therefore, you have to you know uh, do the same thing or rip it off. Sorry, go ahead, Caleb. Yeah, five years later, doing this a very similar thing, and then the whole, it, especially with the Lost World coming out the year before, setting the dinosaurs in the city. So it really feels like it's just riding the coattails. That's my critique of Lost World is, I wish they would just would have kept to the island for that movie, and I wish they would have just save the city and use it for like a the third movie because it just felt like too much. oh yeah yeah it feels like completely separate movies like it was cool but i was already tired like in the theater yep yeah and i actually think the city half is the better half too and it's just they cram it all into the climax so it's just like oh <laughs> oh blockbuster ad in the background yeah just Forgot about banging that. the doors open there we go again another jurassic or a Velociraptor. We got popcorn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Except they threw in the popcorn. Yeah. Spent so much of my life in blockbusters in the, in the '90s, late '80s, early, and throughout the '90s. Oh, I miss them. I love going there. 
Oh, that's a brisk iced tea. Oh, that with the biting of each other too. Right. From... That was really big, like in ninety six, ninety seven, because that's when it came out. And they had all these cool ads. What was? Uh, brisk iced tea. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was really big in ninety six, ninety seven. Come on, they would just open. They can all come in now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, only one person allowed, or what? one. What? What? One mutated lizard spawn no, allowed. No, if these creatures were real, you'd just be dead. You, you would because look, if there was large cats, meaning like lions and cougars or something, tigers, you'd be dead. And one would presume that these things would be more ferocious oh. than that. But I'm bunts. Yeah, but maybe they're just distracted. You know, they they don't really know what they're doing. Plus, they kept fighting with each other too. So they're they're a little bit silly. Those are giant air ducks. What the? F- yeah, to be fair, giant air ducks do exist. But yeah, they are conveniently large. Yeah, I was watching this terrible, terrible British horror movie the other day, and they had gigantic air ducks too, and it was like unbelievably huge. Like they had all this space above them. I was so embarrassed for the movie. <laughs> yeah, so I, I enjoyed all the egg stuff, but this this stuff feels. So, whoa, look at that! Look at that! <laughs> wow, but the, this stuff just—I don't know. Monsters Inc. theme plays go. Oh, hey, Sean Renault, big dick. Probably an expensive camera back in the day. <laughs> I actually like how they contact the outside. I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, it's okay. That's just it's me, okay. though. Why are, those, why are all the circuits jammed? Is it just because... Or... I guess, yeah, the infrastructure has been damaged. I'm going to just assume that. I saw some more toilet paper. Oh, wow, he managed to grab that tape? Yeah, wow. he did. Look at this. Yeah, how is he There's out running? No I, I don't know. Freaking way. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I love how they're all like running the exact same way, too. It's like they just repeat all the elements. Exactly. Just. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> their heads would have gone through that glass. I mean the uh, <laughs> the babies, or I don't know, know what to call them. Yeah, and and they feel completely out of place for a Godzilla movie. Like that just doesn't. Well, there's nothing like that really. What were those things? They kind of. I kind of thought of these guys when I was watching Godzilla '84, and there were those. What were they? Those giant. Those creatures that also got giganticized the very beginning of the movie on the oh like the little um like uh like little bug type guys yeah i I can't remember what they were but for some reason just that in 84 reminded me of this even though it's not really the same thing the only thing that feels like this for me in the godzilla japanese pantheon is the um oh what was it destroya desestroya i always forget to say that They've got those weird little guys running around, scorpion-looking guys. There's so much product placement. I don't know if you remember movie. that one. <laughs> like, there's the Ruffles potato chips there. Those are probably some Cheetos over there. A little while ago, we saw some uh, Mike and Ike candies. Uh, yeah. You, you That's know, another thing about late '90s 
blockbusters, I feel like the product price placement was always so obvious. I I'm probably just like you know buying into the brainwashing and whatnot and the psychological <laughs> manipulation, but. I actually enjoy it when there are real-world advertisements, sort of. At least, you know, not when it's overblown. Uh, no, I, I, it doesn't bother me um, that much. Well, I was, <laughs> that's funny that it sprints on the screen because I was going to mention it like when we saw the payphones as well. But uh, Yeah, that's fair. But no, because it can be distracting the other way where they always like cover it up or it's like an obviously fake um, brand that you've never heard of. Yeah, there's, that's that's what really gets me is when they always use like an off-brand, well, not so much off-brand, but a made-up brand, excuse me. It's like, okay, well, at least go for like the off-brand stuff maybe. That wouldn't be a bad idea. But that's, again, that's just me. I don't want to be – maybe I'm a sucker. But it just – it makes me feel like the movie is t- – not, not taking itself seriously, but it, it at least wants to try to be in the real world. Now, whether that movie is quality or not, that's another story. This is actually right where I stopped. So this is the – what is this? The 30 second mark. Okay. I am stupid. Never mind. Yeah. And also, this movie's TriStar, a subsidiary of uh, Sony. And yeah, there's been so- there's always Sony everywhere in like any Sony movie. Yeah. I noticed that too. I was like, oh, yeah. Sony cameras. Interesting. And yeah, all the video players and everything. All right. Let's bomb that site right now with them all in it inside. Oh, here's this music again. Oh, Dave, David Arnold. Oh, boy. That guy. His scores have really just... Yeah, they date so poorly, I think. Whoa. Uh, they do date poorly. <laughs> oh, but I was going to say, the only thing that would have interested me in that um, 80s one that they didn't end up making, the one that they're going to make in 3D, was it was going to... They are really going to focus on stop motion. Just something we've never really seen in Godzilla movies. And funny enough, originally they want, like the Japanese wanted to do stop motion, but it would have taken too long. So that's why they went with the man in the suit. So I think it's too bad we didn't get to see that because we've had so much CGI with Godzilla now, but never a stop motion flick. I highly doubt they'd go back and make one. So (laughs) it's kind of a... I'd love to see, uh, there probably is something out there, but I'd love to see a project where somebody did it like Godzilla, but with stop motion because... I know it would look a little weird, but I like stop stop motion scares me. It really does like except for like, you know, Coraline or Wallace and Gromit. That doesn't scare me, but again, Terminator, the first one, that scares me. Coraline creeped the crap out of me. Yeah, Coraline is creepy. Not because of the stop motion, but just, just like the images and the soundtrack. I don't know. I enjoyed I enjoyed that film a lot. Uh and the too. images were wonderful. Uh but didn't didn't make me nervous. Coraline was one of the best 3d movie experiences i ever had and there's only like i can count them on my hand but Coraline was amazing <laughs> in 3d before your yeah, toast I'll, I'll just say it, it probably is a good thing it didn't get made because steve minor also directed friday the 13th in 3d and he was one of those gimmicky 3d directors where he just the only 3d stuff is like stupid i'm throwing a yo-yo at the screen or like that kind of crap, so it probably would have been full of that kind of junk, but... Oh, I'm sure it would have. Regardless <laughs> of who made it in the 80s. Yeah, I guess all the 80s 3D movies all had that kind of really gimmicky stuff. Ugh. Yeah, and we just recently watched Jaws 3D on the podcast, Oh, so. boy. I didn't get to see any of those 80s movies at the, the-, the 3D ones at the theater. <laughs> kind of missed all that. 
Oh, that's too bad. Dude, Roland Emmerich, you missed the opportunity to have, like, some of the guys from Independence Day be in there, uh, in those jets. <laughs> Randy Quaid, you, you should have brought him over. Um, where, where's the Roland Emmerich cin- cinematic universe? What the hey? Where's his regular cast? Yeah, you know, I don't know if he really has a... I've never gone through his movies. Uh, I think there are some actors. There's got to be some actors that he reuses. Oh, there's Kanaka, the not Kodak film. That also feels like it's from Jurassic Park. <laughs> this is just like the scene we just saw a few minutes ago. Like it's like yeah, identical. Or this. Like they shot it like in the scene. Why is he all of a sudden so slow? What the hell? Is this when they finally? Because I remember there's one really dumb moment with these guys. Oh yeah, here it is. Not quite there, but yeah, here we go, slipping and sliding. Oh, those are chicks. Oh boy, check out gumballs. I saw them earlier, and I was like, "What is with the gumballs?" Right? Yeah. Now? Well, look no, at those that, that, guys. Those would be in those would be in uh, sports arenas back in the nineties. I suppose. But I was just wondering why they were just centered. Featured. All of you avoid the trade centers as possible, please, or else. And then I keep seeing this Josta oh, sign. I don't know what Josta was. Um, <laughs> Also, some of those basketballs look like they were CGI as well. Yeah. This feels like Gremlins 2 right here. Very much. The big climax. When are they going to open up the uh, the sunlights to fry them all? Oh, my. That's a lot of Godzilla babies. There's just no way you could survive this situation. I mean, any of this that has happened. Yeah, and the CGI at this point, it's it's breaking down so much. Yeah, but these kind of movies, you know, it's always not believable, but... It is just a little bit. Hey, Jurassic Park was believable if you would accept the dinosaurs. Except for when uh, the T-Rex comes in at the end and saves them from... Uh, <laughs> that's that's the point where I felt like they went too really? far. Really? That's where they jumped the T-Rex? <laughs> that's when they jumped the shark, yeah. Jumped the T-Rex. <laughs> that was such a gratifying moment in the theater. Oh, I'm sure it was, yeah, but... Check off Sendaloo. See the CGI right here. Holy crap! Holy crap! The old Taco Bell logo from the nineties. Yeah, the chandeliers saved them. That's really uh, some. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, and see that little gun shouldn't be able to hold them in. They should be able to bash right through. That oh, totally. Escape into the city. Wait a minute. So, uh, actually, did did Emmerick do uh, Independence Day Resurgence as well? Yes. Oh, he did. That's like his last movie. So where's until midway, I think. Yeah, except for midway. All right, here's his fetishization of blowing up American uh, landmarks for some reason. God dang. That was just another thing they liked to do back then. Big excuse for just destroying landmarks. Like, that's not going to have any, like, you know, but that's every prolonged effect. That's true. Yeah. Do you think that they kind of stopped doing that as much? Post 9-11? Or did they still Oh, yes, they did. They did, but they then they did for a while. They went back to it, yeah. I've never seen any of those Fallen mm. movies, but I always assume that's what they, they are like. I forget who I watched talk about this, but, like, you see, you know, 9-11 happens, and then, like, no more destruction in certain American movies, and then Cloverfield, as we brought up, we see the Statue of Liberty's head being, you know, oh, thrown yeah, in the trailer, yeah. so it's like... Yeah, it, it needed some time. Yeah, basically, for sure. Kiss, oh, kiss, 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 kiss. Oh, there we go again. It's only uh, 
He loves that coffee. I think you're going to need something. Well, hey, you know, coffee is a dependency. What are you talking about? Yeah, I guess he's addicted. Yeah, it's not, there we go. Yeah, we're all happy that the Madison Square Garden is destroyed. But also, I think Cloverfield, they kind of use it, just like how they use the Godzilla movies as like an allegory for Japan and World War II. There was, I think, intentional, intentional allegorical elements in Cloverfield. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember that being feeling like it was there. I kind of remember like early in the movie when the creature first appears in New York and then there's like this big dust cloud and then they run into like a shop to avoid it. I, I feel like that was directly inspired by footage of the real 9-11. You, yeah, you maybe, killed them all. Why? Maybe I don't know what that's from, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm misremembering things, but isn't there like a thing where like the government knew that the thing was there? And they like didn't act properly to stop it from getting the city. I, I don't know. I don't remember if I don't, that I do not recall. I'm just imagining that. Could be. Who knows? <laughs> Let's try running. That always works. <laughs> yeah, I wish Godzilla could have just fried him. You know. Wait, they're at six Street now. That that's a that's a uh, a goof. Um, no, but you see, as, as far as I'm aware, they have plot armor right now. Oh, okay, because. Because Penn Station is somewhere around like 38th Street-ish. So yep. I don't know how they could be on 6th Street already. Good oh. question. Unless this takes place about 50 to 60 minutes after that previous scene. Huh. Yeah, maybe they're running for like an hour. <laughs> Look at him. Now he's just like a big head. <laughs> I guess. He's just like a giant head. I don't think... What's that tire oh. for? That always works. Yeah, dang. Jean Reno and Jean Reno and the knives. You don't buy it. You don't buy it. I buy it. (laughs) Let's get out of here. Oh, I I definitely don't buy that. Um, Pretty sure we just crashed. Well, hey, this is looking like a more modern cab for the time. I gotta see it again. Um, A modern cab would be a a Ford Crown Victoria, but I. Oh, that, or, or a Caprice. Yeah, I don't know if it's a Crown Vic. It's a Caprice, but, but yeah, those like, those were definitely. Where are you? That was like a model car almost, but no, I couldn't. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, no, but yeah, this is a Chevy Caprice, and that is current day cab. There was a 1960s bus back there, but. <laughs> oh, hey, where's uh, where's must go faster or objects in the mirror appear closer than they appear? Yeah, it is surprising they didn't do that. I mean, maybe Emmerich, he couldn't do it because he just did it in Independence Day. <laughs> so he felt like he couldn't. Uh... <laughs> but he sure does He sure does want to be Spielberg. All the references all the time and blatantly ripping him off. And... No. I thought the French Connection car chase was something, but this obviously topped that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and Bullet too. Bullet looks like shit compared to this. Okay, Bullet's still badass, but... <laughs> no, yeah, Fresh Connection I just saw for the first time a few weeks ago. Oh, hey, we found him. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've ever seen the French Connection, now I think about it. <sighs> it's worth giving a view. That's uh, Friedkin, right? I can't remember, but it does have its place in movie history, so it is worth the watch. And very Frenchman in New York as well. Whoa, oh, yeah. slipping and sliding. Whoa. 
Oh yeah, and I should say Jean Renault, that's the only character they don't carry over to the animated series. Yeah. They bring in a new like female French super spy. A femme fatale, as you as you know. Yeah. A femme Nikita, that's who they uh they cast her. Another old timey bus. I feel like we're just keep coming into the same intersection from different camera angles. <laughs> yeah. The same bat lock, uh, back, back lot. Oh yeah. Here we Oh, I forgot about the cab thing. Yeah. That was a cool, uh, clever way to message him. Yeah. <clears throat> just oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. This chase has been going on for a while now. Jeez. How could, Hey man, who doesn't love chase scenes? Godzilla not, not able to catch this cab. Plot armor. Okay. No, he's just in Kraken. He's a big lizard. And then why are they going done. back? Like, and now it's turning into Keystone Cops, or, or it's like Scooby-Doo when they're like getting chased by the, the creature and they're just like running back into it. It's weird they did that Atomic Breath like fake out twice. Yeah. Like, why didn't they just give it to him? Do they think it was too not believable? Maybe. This is insane. I mean, it's a fine idea, but to actually be able to execute it and like go into like the cab <laughs> dispatch center and actually find what you're looking for, that's the insane part. I mean, they have... I, what's the problem there? I think they could do it. Oh, because you'd be like, okay, first of all, where is the cab dispatch center? I don't know, boss. Well, okay. And then it's just going to take too long. They're going to be dead or gone or whatever. Uh, fair enough. Weird. The lights were just off, and now they're on again. We don't talk about that. But they they do a specific thing with the lights here, so I thought that's why they were off. And then I was like, wait a minute, turn them off too early. There you go. Yeah, that's another bit that I don't quite buy. I guess we'll get to it in a second here. Oh, Motorola. There we go. Yeah. We're in a tunnel. Whoa. Oh, right. He's got opposable thumbs. Yeah, I guess it's nice to see Godzilla having some more tactile arms. We don't really see that too often. Well, yeah. Arms itself, actually, because <laughs> he usually doesn't have arms. Uh, what? <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> his, his arms are usually kind of stubby. Well, yeah, stubby, yeah. Sometimes. Oh, what am I talking about? Yeah, sorry. I'm thinking more of like... You did a T-Rex. What am I even talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Shin's got those kind of weird little arms, but... Well, that's what oh, I'm thinking of more. Just picturing guys with no arms at all. <laughs> <laughs> like that big worm from the beginning of uh, Shin Godzilla when he's just like that weird thing. Oh, that was interesting. Yeah, it's force form, I believe. Yeah, that was especially bizarre in the theater when he started walking around like that. Me and Isaac were both just like, what the fuck is that guy? <laughs> well, I like it. I, I, I enjoyed it because it's, it. yeah, it's cool. But... Theater. I thought at first it was going to be like another creature and that, that was going to face off with Godzilla later. That's what I originally thought. And with those huge comical eyes, it was like, whoa, oh, look at that back projection. Wow. Yep. I figured they'd just go with CGI at this point in time. But wherever you go, I will find you. I'm like the nemesis from... <laughs> oh my god nice oh i forgot about this scene <laughs> none of this makes any sense 
they're dead now. Come on. If they just would have driven anywhere where Godzilla wasn't and then got out of the car and just went their separate ways, somebody would have lived, <laughs> if not everybody. Yeah, why does Godzilla care? Wouldn't he just been like, ah, oh, these guys are annoying. Let me just move on. Because he got the idea, not the idea, but he put two and two together and realized that they were the ones that res- uh, killed all his babies or his offspring, excuse me. Wow. Wow. Seeing electrocute Godzilla? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, Should that would that honestly make hurt. more powerful? Yes. I guess it depends on the Godzilla. <laughs> this is not the Godzilla. You're... Hey, dude, oh, you, you told me years what? ago that vehicle shouldn't even be running right now. Yeah, they should have. That should have caused some severe problems right there. You want Godzilla? Here we go. You'll get Godzilla. Wait a whole movie I to feel see like him. You would break that bridge. I feel like you would just. Break we don't talk down. about that. Oh, there we go. Look at this. Here we go. I jumped the gun. <laughs> Not giving uh, Emmerich enough credit. See, there you go. <laughs> hey, man, you told me years ago when we watched Princess Mononoke, I was like, what happens to those gods in there? I was like, That's, that shouldn't happen. And then it's like, oh, okay, fair enough. Depends on like the the, the series or the, the fiction, I guess. Uh, with what? Oh, just with like regards to power sets and scalings and levels. Uh, and how this Godzilla is not well. Again, this is not Godzilla. So, yeah, I mean, well, it's it's kind of fun that Toho just integrated him into their universe as like this weird one-off monster, yep. Zilla. So it's nice they gave it that respect. But yeah, it's definitely not Godzilla. <laughs> All right, send the nuke boys. What? Come on, he would be fucking. That bridge should be gone by now. Come on. Especially when he leapt down from the top. The whole thing should have crumbled in. Hey, man, remember the original did not like take any of those missiles. Oof. oof, oof. Yeah, CGI fire was not their strong suit at this time. Oh, hey, it's actually got scar marks. Nice. Yeah, I guess it's nice. We're doing some stuff with miniature bridge, I, I think. Um, I guess that's kind of nice. Uh... <laughs> Ooh. He's got some gash marks. Yeah, he's looking pretty beat up. I think this is the most uh, competent we've seen the government versus Godzilla. It's looking like he's not doing so good. I guess, even though they should have been using artillery this whole time, but never did. And then who are all yeah. the people with the umbrellas? Uh, on the like, where they <laughs> just is like, is that, is that the public again? Because uh, I always been no, of that in the old classic Godzilla movies. Oh, yeah, I love when they're all standing off to the side watching. <laughs> no, this is the military officials. They all knew Godzilla was going to die now, so they all came out to see it, you know. Oh, I thought it was just like, you know, the guys manning the uh, checkpoints. <laughs> I thought no, I'm pretty sure, like, everyone's there. All our main crew, they all show up. It's coincidentally. Oh, and more bouncing tires. And thus, it was beauty that killed the beast. Yeah, this does kind of feel like a King Kong end here, especially with the spotlights flying around. Yeah, instead of like, you know, being on the Empire State Building, it was on the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, I thought our regular crew was here. I thought all the scientists and Kevin Dunn and them. No, these were all like military soldiers, I believe. Mm. I just, again, I assume this was like a military checkpoint. Yeah, see, I'm knocking poor Emmerich again. I'm not giving enough, enough credit. And also, military soldiers don't use umbrellas. But maybe those are, I don't know who those people are back there because they may not. Be I don't, I have no idea who those are. 
They would want to keep the rain off? I mean, what if it gets in their eyes? Can't see properly. In the military? We have to wear raincoats. <laughs> raincoats are ponchos. No yeah. umbrellas. Yep. Man, this fake rain. Yeah, see, it's, oh, look at this. Look at this. Uh, what? What? His eyes are glowing? What is he, a Gamera yeah. villain? Yeah, pretty much. What? Rosebud. Oh, come on. come on. Whatever that means in this movie. Yeah, Charles Foster Zilla. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair enough. We did it. All right, now let's uh, break down the sucker and uh, sell him for many of profits. It was just the press. They were all standing there. Either that or like onlookers like they were in yeah, uh, Independence Day. Shouldn't the military have cleared all those people out? We're right in Godzilla's path. Everybody flee. I'm Do you a, care? I'm guessing those people are in New Jersey. I care. Though, huh? At least, even though it is still pretty darn close. <laughs> a lot of these guys are like National Guard Reserve from Hawaii. I mean, based on their patterns, which I think is interesting. Do those two get together in the animated series, Caleb? No, um, her and Nick have like a weird romance. But that scientist guy is like a robot with him. Yeah, I remember that. His name Nigel. So yeah, he's always toying with his little robot that he's like uh, always fixing. Super robot. Yeah. Super dumb. It felt really 80s in that way. Short circuit or something. Yeah, fair enough. Space camp. Oh boy! Oh yeah, this here's the moment for him. He's like, "What? Someone was finally nice to me and gave me a compliment." Yeah, fair enough. Eh, <laughs> no, I guess. But this movie didn't feel super long to me. Honestly, the second time through, no. But the first time, it was really long. But, yeah, it felt like it was forever. Uh, not to me, but also, I mean, it is longer than you know all your standard Godzilla movies are ninety minutes. So for sure, it's going to feel like. A lot compared to that. But uh, I still think the movie is okay. It's not just outright terrible. Like, I could much easierly get through just watching this on a random day than, let's say, Batman and Robin or something. Oh, but Batman and Robin's so funny bad, I think. It helps helps carry me through. It doesn't, it doesn't work for me in funny bad or bad funny, whatever. Well, that's fair. I, I can understand that point of view. But I anyway, I can see that too. Watching the movie is a goof, but wait, it's rough. You had a phone on the whole time? What the f***? <laughs> yeah, what? Couldn't you have used that? Uh, yeah, that, that... Oh, uh, Two uh, things. Uh, it probably would not have worked like in a lot of places they were. Number two, man, phone batteries would die like nobody's business back in this time. Oh, yeah, probably, most likely. I just don't get why they never even mentioned it. I mean, he ho- he pulled that whole trick with the taxi thing. I mean... Uh, the last member of the crew, of his crew. Oh, this feels like the end of like an 80s movie, too. Oh, They're yeah. all like, smiling at each other and like, we're all so happy. The movie's over. When's it going to freeze frame? Yeah, nothing about what, you know, giant monster and whatnot and how... We, as a country, created this being, and no, they 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 hoisted it off onto the French with this one. 
I guess so. I think that's why he was there. He was like, oh, we were doing nuclear tests and we made Godzilla. It's like maybe Emmerich was like, I don't want to make one where the Americans are kind of the ones who created the nuclear don't threat. Don't worry, because there's going to be a sequel. Is oh, there? Boy. Well, I mean, that's what they're telling the audience right now in the theater. Oh, okay. Yeah, you didn't hear Eric? Emmerich's making a sequel to this, just like <laughs> hey. Resurgence. He's going to call it Godzilla Resurgence. <laughs> I hope so. Oh. All I'm going to say is this is a better like set up then alien three that's all i'm gonna say i thought you're gonna say shin godzilla that that was no nah, <laughs> i was i was still that okay was with that end of that movie i love that end yeah here we go with cashmere again sampling it for a rap number because it is an, it is a late 90s uh blockbuster so it has to end with oh his name was yep. animal hank and no, 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 don't you dare don't you dare don't you dare don't you dare Okay. Oh good. yeah, preview's gonna start. Yeah, better get away from. Not that. doing previews, you stupid Netflix. Richard E. Oh, Gant, not Grant. Oh yeah, Gant. Yeah, I looked that up. Yeah. Oops. Kind of sad. It's over. The end. Well, I, I didn't hate it. I honestly don't hate this movie, but I don't. Not, yeah, I don't like it either, but yeah, it's it's literally just like middle of the road. That's how I feel for me. That's how I feel. It's not the worst. It's not the best. Yeah, it it had aged much worse in my mind. Coming back to it, I was just kind of like, it's just kind of another one of these late '90s flicks that are just Frank Walker, just kind of there. You know, I mean, there's I don't really hate him, but I don't really get anything out of him either. You know, but I just don't like a lot of uh, Emmerich movies in general actually now to both of you I, I i ask this could this movie get prequeled basically or like prequel resur- prequel resurgence excuse me oh <laughs> like with the uh, the kind of uh, reaction to the sequel uh, series everyone look back on the prequels the remake series yeah basically oh yeah yeah sorry yeah that with with star wars yeah where everyone looked back and they're like I'm still confused by the question. Like like why or who are who are we serving or what what story would be would be would we be trying to tell with a prequel to this? Yeah, sorry. So and I'm probably a little late on this because I should have asked this back in 2014. The idea <laughs> is, you know, how a lot of people didn't like the sequel series, so they went back to the prequels and were like, Oh yeah, the prequels are much better. Uh, than this crap that Disney's putting out. And so my yeah. question here is, and again, I should have been asked with 2014, was the 98 Godzilla much worse than we thought it was? Or was it wasn't as bad as we thought it was? Yeah, but the difference is everyone likes the new legendary Godzilla movies. Even oh, the people true. who don't really like, who don't love it, Still, I think look down at this as much worse. The legendaries are pretty darn cool, and I reject the the Star Wars prequels are better after the Disney uh, oh trilogy. This, despite I couldn't believe some of the arguments that I'd seen. Let's see here, and almost all of them are based around the Clone Wars series too, where they'd be like, "Well, even though the movies themselves aren't good, if you watch the Clone Wars, you'll appreciate the movies much more." Whereas the sequel series doesn't have a series like the Clone Wars, so it's just crap. They do have a series, but it doesn't really it doesn't really add to the the movies. They have a 
what is it called? Star Wars Resistance, I think. Oh, yeah, but I don't think anyone really remembers that. I mean, it's okay, but it, it does not enhance <laughs> the uh, the new movies. Yeah, the whole, whole prequel resurgence thing was a real weird uh, reaction to sequel stuff. I, I didn't understand that, but I don't understand a lot of Star Wars fan uh, movements, so... Let's see here. So the budget for this was estimated to be $130 million. Not not knowing if that's U.S. or not. Um, opening weekend in the United States was on like May 24th, 1989 or 1998, excuse me, was $44,047,541. Uh, the gross in the United States total was $1,136,000,000. $314,294. And then the cumulative worldwide gross, excuse me, was, let's see, uh, $379,014,294. Probably oh, wow. just broke even if you count marketing costs. Yeah, of course. Are the credits still playing for you guys? Yes. Mine shut off for one of the ads. Yep, mine's still on. Okay. I'm going to run to the washroom before I break out the randomizer for us here. So you guys yes. carry on. <laughs> My favorite part of this so far. Yeah. Part of this was like four more minutes of credits. Yeah, to them. unfortunately. Uh, honestly, Eric, I got I don't know why, but I didn't mind Nick's, well, not Nick's, uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, Nick's uh, uh, girlfriend. I didn't mind her. No. I don't know why. I thought she was okay. Uh, yeah, I thought she was fine too. Nothing special. Just yeah. Like, I've I've seen, I think worse performances from like that type of act not actor but that type of uh, character. I agree. I wish I could, I should, I could come up with a specific example right now, but no. But I agree. I've seen worse. None come to mind right now. But I I don't know. I I found her okay. I didn't think she was the worst. But I always wonder where they get these actresses from. The ones who you kind of just see in one movie and never again. Oh yeah. I mean, again, maybe she had a television career. I mean, I know he looked it up, but maybe she had a career on TV and maybe this was her dream role or... Her dream role. Maybe your dream role. I, I actually wonder how many people role, like went into this because they were Godzilla fans. I have no idea. But then again, there could have been more in this because, again, so many people caught the Godzilla stuff in the 70s and the 80s, which I did not. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. I I believe Brian Cranston when he was doing 2014, he was adamant about doing this because or that role because he was a fan of the Godzilla movies. Oh yeah. So I wonder how many people here, and the same with um, Ice Cube's son in uh, the in the sequel. He was like, yeah, I really want to be in this movie. But also, of- I think a lot of them probably would have wanted to be in it just because again, Independence Day did quite well. I want to say. That's probably it too, and and it also had this large sprawling cast, and so people were probably like, "Yeah, for sure, you know, I'll do this." Yeah, we all enjoyed Independence Day, so let's do another one. Godzilla, oh, yeah, that was like cheesy uh, Japanese movies about a giant monster attacking. Yeah, why not? Let's do that. Mm-hmm. And how? And and maybe they just didn't. There probably wasn't that reverence for it uh, in some circles, as it has now. I think. Mm-hmm. Rainmaker digital pictures, eh? Interesting. Why? What's what's Rainmaker? 
I believe, if I recall, if I do some quick research here, that's one of uh, every every dang time. There's, there's always something here. Okay, let's see here. Actually, let's see. Heroes. Yeah, this. Uh, oh, wallflowers. Okay, yeah, it's an okay cover. Let's see. I'm not seeing anything. Yeah, no, I'm not seeing. They they do not have Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah, that was a mistake. Almost er Uh, She had bit parts in some movies prior to Godzilla, but then... CBC Television News? What? Sorry. No, you're fine. BBC Worldwide Americas. What the hey? Who who are you talking about? Um, His... uh, Matthew Broderick's love interest. Oh, Maria. Yeah, as you mentioned earlier, she had some little appearances in movies prior to Godzilla, but then... Post Godzilla, everything she did was TV series except for something in the year 2000. It was is her only other film credit post Godzilla? Yeah, maybe maybe it killed her career. <laughs> and whatever movie this is, Dirk and Betty, it it must have been, yeah. Oh, it was an Australian movie. Interesting. Oh well, if we're done uh, discussing the credits, just Godzilla ended. 98. I guess we can. Oh, nice, good timing for me. Yeah, so I'll quickly mention a couple additions that I ended up making to our giant uh, supercomputer master list. An update, eh? Yeah, I think before we had it down to 54 uh, movies left, but now it's back up to 57 because I had to add one three-parter from the Godzilla the Animated Series. I felt like we should include some some representation of that series on the list here. Yeah, you should put yeah. all three, but I'm, this is not my show, but go on. All three, all three what? The animated movies. Uh, oh, you mean like the uh, the anime? Yes. Yeah, that's already on here. I meant oh. the uh, the series based off this movie. Oh, okay. Well, then, yes, I agree. You should have some, but yeah, not the whole series. <laughs> yeah, so I picked something called the Monster War Trilogy. So we'll have that on there. And there was one more that came out in 2019 that I'd completely forgotten about. I forgot to add it here. And it's called, I don't know how to pronounce this, so bear with me. It's called Shinkasen Henkai Robo... Shin Kallion, the movie. Bless you. The Marvelous Fast. I know. The Marvelous Fast Alpha X that comes from the future. And I don't I don't know what this is, but all I know is that um, Godzilla like comes out of a portal and it's an anime movie. And so he's in it for like 10 minutes or something like that. So I was like, I guess I got to add this. And there's one more that I added, but it's a secret. And I'll tell you when it comes up on the list, but I'm not going to say what it is yet. So that's okay. Anyway, so yeah, 57 movies. I'll be hitting the randomizer as we speak. Prepare that son of a gun. Working. Super excellent. Working. Super excellent. Okay, so we have... Oh, wow, we, we mentioned this one on the, the pod today. So next episode, we're going to be watching Godzilla versus Megagyrus. Megagyrus, eh? Megagyrus. Yes, from the year 2000. <laughs> God dang. Yeah, huh, that's that's an interesting one. I guess this is our second Millennium series film. Ah. But this is not one that I know very well. I've, I've only seen this, I think, once. So. Yes, interesting. Curious to go back. Uh, yeah, middle of the road one for you. Um, I, oh, we'll talk about it once we get to it. Yeah, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Wow. We'll see what I think on a rewatch. Do you remember this one much, Eric? Remember your thoughts on this one? 
I know I, I'm pretty sure I saw it, but unless I see a picture of the creature or something, I can't remember the movie specifically. Yeah, I think it's like a dragonfly type kind of guy. Ooh, cool. Big old beastie. Man, because you mentioned, you know, your secret thing that you added to the list, I had to Google, mm-hmm. you know, obscure appearances of Godzilla. And I just find it funny that Godzilla actually appears in that 3D Friday the 13th you mentioned. Um, oh, really? Well, I guess you see an image of him like in a periodical because I'm looking at that image from the movie. I just thought that was oh, funny. interesting. Yeah. I almost included Ready Player One on this list. No. Because, of course, Mechagodzilla shows up. But it was such a cameo that I just didn't think that quite worked. I'm putting my foot down and saying no on that one. Yeah, he's just not enough of an element. But from what I've heard, this anime, he is like an actual antagonist. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I got to include that. But (laughs) yeah, the the other one I added is actually not featuring Godzilla. It's featuring another... um, Ah, guest appearance by somebody else and something else, eh? Also, when we were talking earlier about wanting to see like a stop motion Godzilla movie, I was going to say, oh, not until Tim Burton does his Godzilla movie. But looking at this list, I Googled Godzilla's already appeared in a Tim Burton movie before. So that's already been done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yep. Oh, I've never seen that. Yep, oh. yep. Godzilla faces off with King Ghidorah in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Maybe I should add that to the list. What do you think, Isaac? Should I put on the randomizer? Or... Uh, <laughs> it's only it's a brief, you know, 30-second appearance, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, he at, least, he at least needs to be a minute. If no. If under a minute, I'll add it. <laughs> oh, but it was definitely good to have you on again, Eric. Did you hope you had a positive experience? Appreciate it. I'm glad I got to be here. You know, it's fun. If you're interested in being on the next one, you know, you're perfectly welcome. I just, yeah, just let me know. I'm not opposed to it. That's for sure. Any uh, last words, Isaac? If you and your family and your country cause, you know, start testing nuclear thermal barrack bombs and 50 years later, mutated creatures, including humans, uh, show up and start wreaking havoc in your city, town, area of occupation, whatever you have you. It's probably because that creature doesn't like you and wants to uh, get back at your ancestors. And that's why. (laughs) And thus this vicious cycle of like hate uh, comes about and you have to kill that creature and then its offspring come in and then kill that creature. So cycle of abuse. It's that that's what it is. So basically what I'm saying is all y'all basically have to be buds with the creatures. Learn to accept the creatures as the 2014 film uh, did as, you know, we created it and thus we have to deal with it and the consequences. But most people just don't. Peace.
I just tried to avoid nothing of. Uh, I think it was. Oh, it was us. That's right. It was us. I just like put myself away. I put myself in a box, buried myself. I didn't want to like know anything about what that movie is. And even the same with Candyman. I don't want to know anything whatsoever. I don't want like any insight because I just want to go in fresh, not even fresh, just like without having seen anything because I think that makes the movie a lot better. And because Hollywood doesn't know how to do trailers anymore. With the with the newer Disney Star Wars movies, uh, I would always want to see the initial teaser ones, the teaser trailers, but then when they would come out with like the more former tra- formal trailers, then I would avert my eyes or not seek them out. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's fair. With like Last Jedi, I actually did enjoy that tra- teaser. There was I, there was nothing much to it, but at least showed us things. Oh, there's um, a long tradition of the the teasers for the moves going back to Phantom Menace and everything that's come after it. Uh, like for instance, Phantom Menace, I remember right, we're not going to do a star Wars Jag right now, but um, uh, Phantom Menace, you know, before the movie came out, it was probably like December 98 or something. Um, yep. They, they announced like in uh, papers or papers, like in Newsweek and periodicals, uh, they said, you know, the trailer is going to debut and it's going to be attached to wing commander. So go see Wing Commander at the theater and then you'll see like that would be the debut of the the preview teaser of Phantom Menace. So I totally went to the theater to go see Wing Commander just to watch the two minute teaser. And it was glorious, the teaser. And then Wing Commander is like a horribly schlocky, ridiculous, low budget sci-fi movie based on the video game. But uh, yeah, I actually remember that story. I didn't I didn't I don't remember that like back in the day because I was only five at the time. So I wouldn't have like right. comprehended that. And we didn't have a computer or I wasn't comprehending the news as I am now, but I remember that story from a few years ago. And that's the one where that teaser was the one where Maul comes out with both, uh, with his two blades, right? Very possible. Very possible. I just remember the very opening shot, I think was Gungans riding on those creatures and they're coming out of the mist. <clears throat> was the very opening shot. But I mean, it was amazing. And again, there was no was no hate at all for the phantom menace um in those early days even after the movie came out it was it was well received initially um the movie but interesting it was it was because at the time those effects looked right for the time if that makes sense even though i we talked about how lord of the rings did it right and blah 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 but but at the time phantom menace looked perfectly okay the only thing that was jarring no pun intended but the two (laughs) things that were jarring initially that just got worse over time was of course jar jar binks and uh, and then the acting of lloyd um but the movie itself though was just well received overall for the first few months six months i don't know it was just over time yeah no sorry i think i think the CGI was pretty like top notch at the point. I think. I mean, it was still in the early heydays of that. So, what else can you do, really? Yeah, because like go back and watch the original Jumanji, um, and, and particularly take note of the CGI effects in that movie. And so, if you have that in your memory, and then you watch something like Star Wars, it's just leagues better because um, you're like, oh, they've got to figure it out now. If you if you have Jumanji in, in your memory. Or this film tonight, Godzilla 98. I mean, foo boy. Yeah. So is everyone cued? I'm cued. 
Yep, I'm, I'm cued. cued. Let's go. Let's go. This. Um, uh, 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 Eric, start us off, please. Wait, how do I start us off? <laughs> I don't know. I'll just I'll just start it off. Yeah, start yeah. off, Caleb.